based on a distinct story, Bill says to Dylan, who is holding the distinct story <laughs> in her like, lap. I that I'm familiar with. Like, well, usually our process on the podcast is like, there's a story and Daniel, like, we go beat by beat through the story. Yeah. This is mostly, she doesn't get her arm cut. Well, okay. This is... Well, I guess we've started anyway. Because you're going to put all that in anyhow. It's starting party. Yeah. Bill, Daniel. Special yeah. guest. Special guest. Special guest. Introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Dylan McConus. Dylan McConus of DylanMcConus.com. Yep. Anything else? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dylan McConus is, uh, she's a native of the uh, Portland Pacific Northwest Seattle region. Yeah, no, I grew up in Seattle and which moved to Portland as a grown-up. is a big deal because today we're talking about, what, what's the name of the company? Pacific, Pacific Northwest Ballet. Yeah, which uh, they did a production of the Nutcracker in the early 80s. That yes. got turned into Nutcracker the movie. It actually debuted the year that I was born. Really? In 1983? Yep. Oh, so this is a relatively new production when they... Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um. So how many times did you see this as a kid? The uh, live actual production. Quite a few. It was my... Uh, I have a lot of extended family in Seattle as well, and for several years running, this was our the show that we all went to. Okay. Uh, later on, we evolved to going to a, a production of Christmas Carol at an edgy theater in town. Oh, uh, no. But was it this... an edgy production? No, it was, just, it was just good production by a comparatively edgy company. Uh, and mm. But prior to that... Yeah, all the characters uh, have guns. Well, but prior... prior... <laughs> edge up a Christmas Carol. It's, it's actually pretty edgy in its origin. Does Tiny Tim just die in the end? It's, it's, Scrooge it's... says, fuck it, I love candy and money too much. I'm just going to stare at you <laughs> okay. until you're done free associating. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you, you were telling a story that I asked for. Yeah, I was. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, oh. But prior to that, we went to the PNB Nutcracker for many years running. And I okay. also grew up with... Uh, two young friends who were in the children's and youth companies of the PNB school. So it was, was and is still considered a pretty prestigious ballet school in the United States. Not if Daniel has anything to say about it. What? Why? Because you're a professional dancer. Yeah, so? You would know about these things. Yeah, as well. they're, yeah, they're pretty, oh, okay, pretty so prestigious. She's the, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Dylan's not just believing some lies someone no. told her once. No, if you're if you're on the West Coast and you're a kid who wants to be a professional ballet dancer, the PNB school is a really great place to be. So yeah. one of okay. my closest friends in sixth grade was in the company and danced in the Nutcracker for several several years running. And a high school friend of mine, just uh, was, as part of the kids' company, like she did they, was. Did she ever graduate to the main like? No, she quit before uh, she would have had to go full-time, but my high school friend Eric actually did drop out of high school in his after his junior year to pursue the company full-time. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. How'd he do? Yeah. But he did very well. He okay. still dances professionally. He's in New York now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I heard a lot about this production. It's so... <laughs> this is going to sound... Maybe... I don't know if it's going to sound mean, but it's so baffling to me... People like you who go to the Nutcracker every year because I've been doing it for almost 20 years. I'm like, how do these people want to see it again and again? You got the <laughs> point the so first time. Of it. I oh. mean, it's true. It's nothing but old grandmas who are like, little children love the Nutcracker. So I bought tickets for the whole family. <laughs> It's, people love traditions. Yeah. This is a very visually rich production. Yeah, so there true. is something to look at every this time. This must have been amazing before TV was invented. 
Well, it's still amazing. No, Live the, theaters, <laughs> Bill. Christmas for a lot of families is the one time of year they will actually go to live entertainment yeah. because yeah. so much more of the entertainment is specifically all ages. It's not yeah. And that's Nutcracker good point, is something that's not a kitty show, yeah. but that has, it has enough fantasy to it. Like yeah. in any production, there's going to be enough fantasy and enough eye candy that you can take like school age children without mm-hmm. it being a total disaster. Yeah. You just leave kids with fucked up issues about mice and stabbings and nutcracker dolls creeping at them in the dark and weird grandfather oh, clockmakers. Just dreams for that nutcracker toy. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. When I was a kid, I would be like, hmm, I could get that new Millennium Falcon Kenner toy or get mm, the scary ass nutcracker wants to eat my balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But also, I do remember when we see the Nutcracker, we only see it once oh, I know. a year, I know. It's as just opposed hard. to dancing in it 85 times just, and wanting to die. It's just hard yeah. to disassociate myself I from that when this... I'm standing backstage watching the Waltz of the Flowers for the thousandth time in one year. I could see this yeah. being a pretty cool tradition if you see a good enough performance and if your family isn't torturous to hang out with while going to the theater. This could be actually kind of fun. Maybe if you're not a little kid, but maybe if you're older and you could appreciate this a little bit better. Yeah, little yeah, kids don't like it Don't drag kids. This is a terrible thing because at least people of all are going to appreciate uh, this are going to be the kids who get dragged to this there's shit. There's colors. There's pretty things to look at. There's people not wearing pants. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. There's shocking lack of pants in the Nutcracker. <laughs> Any production of the Nutcracker. Well, and also, I mean, we were watching a filmed production here. Yeah. Seeing a live performance of a full deal ballet company with full sets and full orchestra is... This is a lot to look at. Yeah. So I, I should point out, this is my pick, because uh, I've never seen The Nutcracker before, really, in its, its, its entirety. <laughs> Except we found out that you have watched this before with the I very s- person that is sitting next to me. I this. Dylan <laughs> says that we have watched this. I Maybe we saw clips, because we definitely saw the sexy peacock before. I'm going to believe her that. that you watched the whole thing. I, well, this is the other thing, because I think I was dragged to like an actual performance as a kid, like as like a 10-year-old, as part of a school trip. And we all fell asleep. Like, all I remember is, like, being there. Because I remember some of the music and stuff, like, hearing it in person and stuff. But I don't have any impressions about anything that actually happened on the stage. Because uh-huh. it's just like, there's good nap time. No, they turn on some, the dark. There's some pretty boring, yeah. boring Although the versions version of this. We like, it's, it's a 90-minute. The 90 Royal minute. Ballet is boring. Yeah. It's so boring. All the music slowed down. It's awful to watch see this was fun watching with friends and you guys know about like Dylan seeing this live in the flesh a whole bunch of times uh Daniel's been in the Nutcracker a thousand times so he has something to say about the actual like how these like uh performances are staged and stuff so that was really fun I mean, even then even if I was just watching by myself it was still entertaining to watch mm-hmm. and it, 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 it did what it like kind of what Tiny the Party is for it's like plugging the holes of pop culture like I do feel glad that this is finally something i've finally seen now and with you guys mm-hmm. like it was a really good way to get my fucking nutcracker cherry pop <laughs> there, it was you, a good way to do it yeah very romantic so should we talk about it. the actual thing of a jig? sure okay yeah. so Daniel, do you, want, do, do you want to give us some context on nutcracker as a ballet phenomenon using, oh, the, using the tchaikovsky also music? can i ask so mm. i didn't realize i always thought the nutcracker was just a ballet and dylan had talked about there was a nutcracker book i didn't realize this started off as a was it a book first, or was it just like a Christmas it's, text? It's a long short story by okay. the author E.T.A. Hoffman. Yeah. That's according to your book was written in 1814. E.T. Hoffman was a German dude. E.T.A. Hoffman. E.T.A. Hoffman. Very important. Uh, 1816. And oh, we should also point out the big the characteristic of the. I'm sorry, she asked you a very specific no, question, fine. Daniel. But I just this is something I wanted to start off yeah, with. Just you're fine. 
because uh, I have basic questions about where the fuck the Nutcracker even came from. Yeah. And so, yeah, Dylan's got a, a copy of the text that has been illustrated by Maurice Sendak, the children's book author and illustrator who did, you know, Where the Wild Things Are and a thousand other things. And he also did all the production design, uh, the stage design, costume design for this production that we just watched for Nutcracker the movie. Yeah. And it looks super fucking cool. And, yeah, but, yeah, Dylan had to put up with, with me having some very basic questions about, like, what what is life? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Like, where did this come from? What is the Nutcracker? Well, and... it was adapted in uh, 1892. Really? Okay. For the so it existed for a whole century just Petra, as a story. Petra, 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 I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but he was a big ballet choreographer. Mm -hmm. A lot of stuff is based off of his his stuff, like, uh, 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 I can't remember. The, uh, Paquita, I think, is something that he's... That, his choreography's based off of and uh yeah that came from the story of the nutcracker and the mouse king and uh, so is all the music we associate with the nutcracker did that come from the ballet it's yeah. Tchaikovsky. yeah Tchaikovsky. so it's not like tchaikovsky wrote a and wrote it, music based off of the text and then the music got turned into a ballet it right premiered with i can't remember the name of it but it premiered with an opera as long like a double bill really yeah about the nutcracker or just no, another just, story oh, it was just, yeah, it literally was just a double story, bill something. Yeah. That has since fallen by the wayside. It didn't get the best reviews when it premiered. Really? Yeah. I can't imagine why. <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel bad! Like, I'm finding you guys come over and I'm shit-talking the Nutcracker. Yeah, it's fine. I'll shit-talk it all day long. Well, yeah. yeah. Daniel's happy, too. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, it's not like you guys have... Well, Dylan really likes this. Well, my... I mean, my attachment here is not to the Nutcracker as seasonal ballet phenomenon, yeah. um, because... It, again, it is the ballet equivalent of a Christmas carol where it's been done so many goddamn times mm -hmm. that being yeah. able to actually innovate in a worthwhile way is sometimes feels like a mission impossible. Yeah. Um, and the big but, thing about but, this being, yeah, the Marie Sendak connection. Yeah, it's because the entire production is a Sendak design. All of the sets were hand-drawn by him. All the costumes were designed by him. And he uh, he really looked at the original Hoffman source text when he was working with Kent Stoll to decide what portions they would really... Kinsel adapt for an original ballet. The, like, he, stage was, director, he was the artistic director oh, at okay. Pacific Northwest Ballet, and he was the one who originally approached Sendak and said, hey, we're doing ye oldie nutcracker, but we really want to do a brand new production, and we really want to bring you on as the primary designer. Mm -hmm. And Sendak was originally really off-put by that, because he's like, ugh, the nutcracker, come on. Yeah. It's like the, I like the same reaction everyone else has. It's yeah, just or like, he's like, ugh, I don't want to do this cute, cutesy Candyland kitty ballet. Like, I don't, that's not my direction. And he's it's like, Ken Stoll, like, well, you can make it gross. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, Sendak was, he just didn't want to be boxed into being a cute children's illustrator yeah. who was dragged into doing a cute nutcracker, but then talking to Stoll, they really figured out that they wanted to do something that was more faithful to the Hoffman original, which is very weird. Grim and Germanic and Yeah, and has some, and, like, yeah. strange erotic undertones, and a lot mm. of very... Your book specifically calls this out! Yeah, yeah like, and there a, are a lot like... of really uh, trippy, erotic... Like, it's very Alice in Wonderland, and everybody tends to think of Alice in Wonderland as being, like, more like kooky and surreal, but there's a lot of That's very, very adult satire in Alice in Wonderland that really gets lost if you just interpret everything literally. Also, that was produced so, so long ago that some of the undertones of, like, this, that that specific adult humor yeah, may have been lost. Parliamentary satire doesn't quite, quite read. Yeah, exactly, like, the Red Queen, we don't have quite the same connection with that as <laughs> was like, Carol oh, did. This, this, is a, this is a goof on Queen Victoria. Yeah, or, like, oh, yeah. oh, the mouse is Disraeli. Yeah, no, this is kind of similar stuff, but um, yeah. a new translation of the Hoffman had come out that was much more... Uh, 
faithful to his original tone yeah. in the writing. So they were really excited to oh. dig into that and come up with some weird new stuff. And also just actually frame the ballet story much more closely around the written story. Okay. Yeah, the, I read a plot synopsis on Wikipedia of the original story. And the part that made me be like, oh, this is an old-timey, old-ass-timey uh, story was uh, to cure somebody. Where did it go? Uh, they have to... Uh, oh, just had it here for a second. Bill's going to edit this part mm. out oh, yeah, later. No, 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 no. You, this shows that you've never listened to the podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being optimistic, <laughs> Bill. Uh, is oh, this no. is this in reference to... Who's the main lady's name? Who's the main character's name? Uh, depending on the production, either Marie or Clara. Oh, the book says this is Marie, right? In the in the Hoffman version, the little girl is Marie, and Clara is one of her dolls, who plays a part in That's the weird. in the dream story. But in, the, in the PNB ballet, they just conflate her into one character who's referred okay. to as Clara. Generally. Is the doll supposed to be the Clockwork Ballerina? Is that kind of like that equivalence that we saw in this? There, there's no one to one. Oh, okay. There's no. That's one-to-one. just the okay. doll that draws some makes. But to cure a character in the book, uh, the only way to cure was to have her eat the nut. Which must be cracked and handed her her by a man who had never been shaved nor worn boots since birth, and who must, without opening his eyes, hand her the kernel and take seven steps backwards without stumbling. Huh. Yeah, that's, that's some old timey ass cure. Is that part of the actual te- the original text? That's part of the. Uh, there's a sub story within the Hoffman called uh, the Ooh. Hard Nut, wherein a princess, Princess Perlipat, is cursed to have an ugly face after her mom gets in a scuffle with a rat queen. It, oh, long, I saw because long backstory. Uh, yeah, because you, you had said that they excised that from the production we just saw, but in the in the uh, the book based off of this. They, it's got illustrations. Her face looks like one of the wild things. Yeah. So one of the the film adaptation we were watching removed some of the yeah some of these stage versions of things in favor of a more cinematic version. So in this one, they have like a, a very out of place monster mask. So oh, I forget that's a the quick moment where it's like it's almost like a Japanese oni mask. Or yeah. Like in, that the, in the in uh, the oh. stage production, they have a, they do a tiny little ballet at the very beginning where a little girl dressed up as the princess Perlipat turns around and her face is cursed and oh, it's okay. this sendak mask. That one was kind of cool to see. Uh, like and in... then in the in the fairy story, the person who, the man who becomes the Nutcracker is the one who attempts to rescue Perlipat from this face curse, but she does. <laughs> But when he yeah. he cracks the nut in his jaws, but he does stumble a little bit, and Doesn't that he and step on the mouse queen. I, it's I think in he the steps off. Awesome. But then that's the, mouse the guy who's supposed to. And that's okay. why he becomes that ugly nutcracker face. So that is his cursed, <laughs> his cursed. Yeah. Well, I was about, is that so? Is I guess you we only have the 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 text of the film to go by, but like. They, yeah, they never even tried to explain. If you're not paying attention, you may not even realize that the guy that Marie is dancing with yeah. for half the film is supposed to be the Nutcracker. Oh, yeah, he's wow. stepping on the Yeah, Dylan's uh, showing there. a full-page illustration of... Uh, is that is that Marie with the Nutcracker? That, like in his that's, cursed form? That is uh, Perlipat. Oh, that is um, Perlipat. Okay, if, yeah. if you're listening Woo! to this, there is... Man, a... I hope if you're listening to this, you know something about the Nutcrackers, because this is not going to make any Bill, sense. Bill, if you don't hush for a second, I will, <laughs> I will kneecap you. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there is a a book edition that has all of Sendak's uh, illustrations, costume designs, and set designs, and has the Hoffman translation, and a really great foreword by Maurice Sendak talking about what they were trying to do 
Uh, if you if you just I think it's still published by Crown, but it's Nutcracker, E.T.A. Hoffman, Maurice Sendak. You can find copies of it on Amazon. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's really on my list forever. it's just a giant pile of really fantastic Sendak art, uh, mm-hmm. both spot illustrations and like full page spreads. And you can see his take on elements of the story that they did not use in the ballet, but that he did illustrations of. Because I'm sure for part the of book. the thing was the idea is like, we're a new companion book, and so yeah, might as well. Uh, illustrate the whole thing. Exactly. Know? So it's not a standard production book where there, it's just photography. There's no photography. It's just all Sendak illustration of the Hoffman tale. It's almost uh, you don't want to say children's book because it is to have it. The text is a 200 year old fairy tale, which is not quite. Uh, I will note, however, that the mini Cheeto and hot chocolate stains <laughs> on this book do- does attest to the fact that if you have a kid who is interested in weird stories with beautiful illustration, they will probably that love That is this. a lovingly worn book, yeah. obviously read by a small uh, child. I spent a lot of time staring at it. Or and- Bill. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and it has totally had an impact on my art, and in Aww. particular the bro- book I'm working on right now, which is kind of cool to look back and I see. I didn't think about that, actually, with all yeah. the... Uh, yeah. So they started working on this version in 1981. Really? Yeah, and it premiered. Which in... makes sense. I could see them taking a couple of years to kind of get all this stuff. I mean, together, just to do right? all the costume yeah. design. Oh, exactly. Yeah. There's 180 costumes in this. Yeah. So I'm assuming they must have had just a super normal production of the Nutcracker all the way up up, up until now. So maybe yeah. if they had it at all. I mean, they they did. They did yeah, have. Okay, they'd they had did. an extent production, but they really wanted. Well, it seems to like every single got like if you've got a ballet, it seems like you're pretty much legally obligated well, to have yeah, the Nutcracker. They they make. 40% of their ticket sales for yeah. just the Nutcracker companies do. Yeah. That's doing multiple things through the multiple years. Man, I feel years. bad that ballet is just chained to the Nutcracker. Yeah. No, there's not really right anything too. wrong with the Nutcracker. Well, but, you know what? Damn. I'm there's sure no, I'm sure not... Paul Simon is tired of you know singing Sound of Silence. <laughs> yeah, but, but then you, you know, that, that's greatest puts, hits. Puts asses yeah. in the seats, you know? Yep. And if you got little kids in your production, it's what gets the parents and the grandmas and the grandpas and all the yeah. relatives to come to your show. It's also just a useful teaching production that yeah. way. Like, you can get stage time for your younger company members. How do, how how is this the first time you ever saw the Nutcracker doing? Was seeing this like, production yeah. live? Yeah, I mean, I was like five going to see it. So. Daniel, do you remember anything about the first time you ever had? The first time the I saw per- Nutcracker was when I was in it. So. Okay, that's what I yeah. figured. Yeah. Yeah. You were one of the little babies. No, I, figured you, you, no, you, you, I didn't do a Nutcracker until I was a Really? Yeah. So you're playing all the old, old men. All the old, 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 old men. Rah, rah, yeah, rah, rah, rah. Rah. which is funny because you're in your mid thirties now, so you've been doing this for a long. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you said almost twenty years. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um. Yeah. It, uh, Are we gonna do a story beat by beat? We're just gonna well, talk about more. Gonna, he's doing the production history, Bill. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm gonna get a red card and a green card for you. It's almost like you know we've done enough episodes of this. You think you'd know. That I steer the ship usually. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, that's that's all you need to know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I got we, covered. We have a candle here. When uh. it's Bill's turn to speak, you can turn the Pittsburgh dad label <laughs> toward him. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Who uh, gets to hold the conch? Yeah. No, and then it premiered in 90, uh, December 13th, 1983. Mm, okay. And the director of uh, New York City Ballet Company at the time saw it and called the production design absolutely magnificent. And I was filled with violent greed and en- envy. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, because mm-hmm. it is goddamn beautiful. Even if yeah, you don't care about stunning. the Nutcracker, it is. And they were probably still doing Balanchine, which they, you know, Balanchine has been going since, their version of the Nutcracker has been going since 1954. So they've been doing Whoa. Balanchine's Nutcracker since time to go without a That's 30 fucking years, yeah. 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 And now Balanchine, I, it's not everywhere, but a lot of companies do it. 
P&B does it now because they retired this version in ni- or 2014. Uh, still mad. Oh, so they yeah. finally just switched to... Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, OBT does it, which I don't know why you would let two companies do Balanchine's version that are only four hours apart. Hmm. You think if you want Balanchine, you can go to one or the other, but... Is there a third major version that's not either... You don't yeah, want a lot of people this... do their own, yeah. which is fine. OB... Yeah, OBT did James Canfield's people version for years and years around, and years. Yeah. So, yeah, and... Yeah, it went ran for till 2014. Hmm. Um, Using these sets and stuff? Yeah, yeah. The same sets and costumes. Wow, the sets must be fucking tattered and shit. Well, I'm sure they remade yeah, anything I... that got. I know, tra- but still, <laughs> you know. Nutcracker's not coming out with use. one eyeball hanging out. They're like, we can't fix it. It's the same one we've been using all these years. It's Gabo. But yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is a lot of maintenance. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. There was a lot of just just the it's... upkeep on this production seems like it'd be crazy. Yeah. Expensive to. to, to, to to, to, to launch to begin with and just expensive just to maintain for the yeah, 30 straight years. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Seattle. It's the hometown of Fraser Crane. We got money. <laughs> yeah. And uh, What? At the, at... I, watching this, I could not help but think of Niles and Fraser in the audience just being cool. That show is so um, I know, not, not set Seattle. in Seattle. No, it's still... it's like it, a, it's plus, like... it's a very timely reference from Bill because that show wow, is yeah. I just saw it for the first time like 12 <laughs> years after it went off the air. It's the same thing with Grey's Anatomy where everybody who sets a show in Seattle thinks that Seattle gets heavy rainstorms all the time. It's like, yeah. no, it just drizzles well, for nine months. Here's that, oh, it's rainy place, so it's thunderstorms and like, bogush, gogush, and they don't realize Pacific Northwest is just moist. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, no, no, that's not what yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So at the premiere, two Disney Studio executives saw it and uh, encouraged them to change it into a film, hmm. which uh, they suggested Carol Bollard is yeah. the director. Which, looking him up, yeah, I guess he was second unit photographer on Star Wars and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, and... and directed like the Black Stallion and, and some other stuff. So yeah. yeah. And the movie starts with clocks and clocks and clocks. Lots of ticking clocks. Mm-hmm. Clock, because, clockwork is a big theme. Yeah, Drosselmeyer is a mechanical yeah. toy maker. Is he always, like in all the other versions of the stories, is he always like clock, clock maker and everything? It's hard to say because I haven't seen every other version of this. Oh, okay. I I've Dylan seen this and some others. Yeah. And, well, yeah, she has seen every other version of it. <laughs> this is the you most... You are a time lord. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. No, this is pro- like of the popular seen versions of the Nutcracker, this probably is the one that is the most faithful to the Hoffman text. Yeah, okay. So, in terms of hewing, I forgetting to the themes this is, the hewing, this is the original version, essentially. This is the closest thing we're probably ever going to see in our lifetimes to the original Nutcracker being performed. Yeah, and it's not like even the original story has a deeply coherent storyline. I mean, a lot of it is... If is... it's anything like what we just saw today, yeah, there's not, like, yeah... Well, when it premiered, the original, original, people complained that it wasn't close enough to the Hoffman. They didn't like that they changed things, oh, which me. I don't know how you would adapt that story in a ballet yeah. with nuts being bitten and I don't know. Well, it's a combination of like a little girl having some fever dreams and then a big fairy tale interlude in the middle. And yeah, the, it, it opens up in a very like domestic sort of setting where it's really just this little girl's family Christmas. There's not even a big party. Yeah, it's yeah. literally just her godfather comes over and which brings kind of makes more sense for the scale of the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But if you want to make it a big part of it, you're making a big production. That way you can have the whole company dance. Exactly, yeah. If it's just three characters, then what the, like, what the, yeah, what the hell else does everyone want to do? Mm -hmm. I guess they could be mice, but, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I don't know if you got the vibes that I did, Bill, but Drosselmeyer in this, he's got a Tommy Wiseau vibe. Yeah! He's <laughs> got that awkward the yeah. face and everything like that, and Cole kind of rubber the hair. Like, yeah, I mean, his yeah. acting's better, even though he never speaks. This but... is like old Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, he doesn't speak, but like, he's <laughs> kind of weird. Tommy Wiseau is old Tommy Wiseau. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. He's, but no. He's very unsettling. Yeah. Exactly! Without having to do anything, just by accident. Which is weird, because the director said uh, that he changed the nature of the relationship between Clara and Drosselmeyer. In the ballet, he's mischievous, sort of dirty old man, always playing tricks on people. I trained to make him a kind, kind of antisocial guy with no family who is obsessed with making toys. His only relationship is with this little girl. I tried to make him sympathetic. He's kind, like, he doesn't quite come off as a total, well, he I mean, come he comes off across as pervy. It's, it's really easy to roll in and be like, oh, he told me Lester, blah, blah, blah. He's more just asperger like, Exactly, yeah. And well, the fact that, like, they didn't try to make him look super old he almost seems like like a print like he almost seems like a younger guy got struck by lightning and it just isn't all there in the he's head. he's described in the book as being uh kind of elf like uh I and he that, yeah. he has big eye patch and uh the crazy white hair is a wig because he's totally bald in the story oh, okay. so he's got kind of a uh a, he's said. got he's got a mischievous elf quality and he like confuses the... so nothing but elvish but he he does have a little bit of that um, flat affect in the story, oh, where yeah. he can be very like have a, a gremlinish, uh, tricksterish quality, where he can uh, he creeps out the, the like, or creeps out or confuses the parents at times. But then he'll also get really frustrated with the children for not admiring his clockwork stuff in the way he wants the them worst to. worst kind of adult to have around a family, really. Well, yeah, I would get upset too if I built this giant castle. Beautiful clock. My godmother. 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 <laughs> Goddaughter. And it's got freaking magic dancing dolls inside of it that they can wind up and look at. And then a nutcracker falls from a tree, and she's more interested in that than the, the giant castle I just built for her. Yeah, yeah, and that is true to the Hoffman, where they're the, everybody's enchanted by this little clockwork castle for a while, and then they get bored because it only does the same thing. Uh, to be fair, that's what would happen in real life. Yeah, so yeah. It, it's the the little brother character who is a dick in every version of this story is the first one to be like, this is boring, I'm going to go play with soldiers. <laughs> yeah, they cast that really well in this production, too, because it is a snot-nosed little blonde kid who's just like, he's, yeah, yeah he's, he's just got, like, hideous pig face. <laughs> he's, he's the hook. Who's, who's Harry Potter's stepbrother? Dudley. Roast beef a weefy? Yeah, he's the Dudley. He's totally is like, he just looks like an evil little grumbling boy. I'll pass that on to the young man who played that character. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening to this. I forgot he's like, yeah, he's like actually like my age. Actually, yeah. yeah. Come kick your ass. <laughs> oh no, and he lives in town. He's somewhere nearby. <laughs> like, yeah. You may actually be driving past our house while we're recording this. Is there a voiceover where Clara Yeah, talks. you guys were totally mystified by this, and this is the only thing that gave any of this shit context to me that wasn't your guys' commentary. It was very weird context. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. even paying attention to it. Well, even, with the, even with me, I had a thousand questions, but she's setting up what she's saying, like, rah, 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 oh, man, dang, and the and the So, burr, burr. in case Bill is being vague, which he is, in the, <laughs> in the filmed version, there is uh, an adult woman's voice does a little bit of voiceover at the start of the yeah. two main acts that that try to say, oh, when I was a child, mm-hmm. oh my God, Fallen oh, Drosselmeyer okay, would yeah. come. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, the, film, the filmmakers are trying to give a little bit of narrative, st- spoken narrative structure to it, but it, it, it is odd because it doesn't 
stick to either the Hoffman or quite what's going on in the ballet. So I'm, I'm not sure who actually wrote the, that bit of script. It's really weird because if this is supposed to be such a celebration of the Hoffman text to suddenly throw in something that's completely divorced from that, too. Yeah, it's it almost a strange like a, You know, I wonder if it's a movie thing where they may have actually even turned in the movie and, like, once, even once the people who made this movie were, like, done and finished with the movie, like, some executive was like, was like well, yeah, this makes no sense, no, let's just hire someone to come in for five minutes and record. Otherwise, like, it would have been bad, bad blue screen of her, her brother, and a nutcracker, whatever that character is in the front, dancing with them with her giant head in the background. He would have I been, forgot, like, yeah. even more, like, what is happening? Yeah, because it is kind of ob- abstract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially then, if you're, like, being, you know what, you're just like, what the hell am I seeing Because then a giant fluffy mouse stands up, bites her, and she turns into an ogre, and then the party scene starts. Yeah, and then it's like, exactly! <laughs> like, look, there's no consequences for anything that's happening. It's totally well, it's dream, dream logic. Yeah, it's yeah. a dream. You know, it's a dream. And it actually is the opening well, of the fairy tale that happens movie, in the middle of the story. Pa- the movie really makes it, especially the way it's bookended, really suggests that this is not Maria's dream. This is the the old dude's dream. Because he wakes up at the end. Marie. He's still... Marie. Uh, she was also Clara. Okay. I mean, she's sleeping and she wakes up at the end, but then he wakes. Or yeah, there there's several dream within a dream it's elements to to the movie version. Yeah, of which this. I don't know if that's true to the Hoffman text, but that's the way the movie presents no. it. So I don't know if I'm assuming that's an invention of the film, just a cinematic. Yes. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And there's the party scene where she talks about the voiceover comes back for a little bit where she talks about yeah. how she would love to dance with her beautiful papa. It's weird. I mean, to be fair, her father in this production is uh, a ballet dancer well, with yeah. a fantastic butt. <laughs> with can ham ass. I mean, There's a lot of can ham asses in this. I'll shove my face in there, just whirl it around. <laughs> they are very sweaty. <laughs> For some people, that's like half the point. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I want, to be, I want to be that man's bicycle seat. <laughs> oh, Drosselmeyer shows up. He's strange and awkward and yeah. leery and all creepy at Clara. He does have great costume because Dylan pointed out that his costume is a little bit older and out of fashion with everyone else's because he's an old dude or whatever, mm-hmm. autistic or whatever the hell. He's just out of step with everyone else. Yeah, they, yeah. they really set That's this in kind of the Georgian period. Yeah. So he he's dressed a little bit more. Everyone else is kind of like Regency, can... kind of like a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad I have people who who actually know about costumes, because I would have just been like, this is all from the same I don't know. For Christmas, I'm going to buy you on Steam Regency Solitaire. I I bought that for you. Then you should know! (laughs) (laughs) You should know what all these costumes are, because that's what everyone looks like. You're right. It did have an extensive dialogue tree about the costumes in the era. All the women have Empire Waste, yes. Regency era. That's all you need to know. Well, I would never have known that Drosselmeyer's costume was older he looks more like a else. pirate or like someone who signed a declaration of independence just the fact that he's wearing the powdered wig is oh yeah that's a, a good tip point. off yeah. on that yeah. one continue daniel but uh all the kids are kind of standoffish of him until he pulls out a bag and there's toys in it then the all kids get interested suddenly yeah kids come running for the sweet taste of drosselmeyer but she, <laughs> he gives out he not. gives out all of his toys except claire didn't get anything so she's sad but he's like oh i got a big box for you a giant, I, you guys probably will tell me what, how to describe it? Orientalist? It's a big clockwork castle. Well, it's yeah, but castle. like, I but mean, it's the kind style of the onion, it. Doesn't it have like onion domes and stuff like yeah. that? Is, is this not the castle that kind yeah, of like yeah, ends yeah. up being the castle that they travel yeah. to later, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's all Orientalist. It's, it's the fucking, yeah, it looks, it looks like Tetris. There you go. Yeah. The big bulb. Yeah. In the Hoffman, uh, Drosselmeyer brings a, a clockwork castle. 
Clockwork Toy Castle that has a lot of figurines that come out and dance, and it, yeah. it's a very elaborate toy. Oh, this version of Dross Mile could only come up with one fucking dancing ballerina. There's two. There's two? There's a ballerina and a, and a guy. There's a dude? I yeah, thought there was only dude. one lady. No. He winds it up, and Patricia Barker... Well, you guys weren't kidding about me having blindness when it comes to dudes. I was just like watching the lady. Yeah, Patricia Barker, who later becomes the older version of Clara, is a dancing doll inside the castle. Oh, that is the same. Oh, okay. She's a clockwork doll. She finishes. She's very long. She's a beautiful dancer. She is stretched out. Great feet. Fantastic feet. Probably second best feet I've ever seen. Who's the Who's the best feet? I can't remember his last name. He was Robert. He taught some classes. He He had a he was very bravado. He would say, I don't have much, but I've got gorgeous feet. And, man, and he, he wasn't kidding. Like, he, he actually, were, he, he knew had what he so had. so much art, he could, I, I would imagine he could pick up a banana with his feet. Oh, wow. Man could point his feet, but, um. He could drink a soda with his feet. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But feet. then a guy dances, he's got like a sword and a hat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, that guy. It's the fucking, yeah. It's, 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 that's what it is. It's got like the, he looks like an extra from Casablanca. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, he's Again, a, he's a shrine or yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, castle all done now. Back to the party. Drosselmeyer acts awkward. Tries to give Clara the key, but she kind of backs up like, no thanks. Yeah. I'm good. But then an ornament falls and bonks him on the head, and then more dancing happens. Um. The ornament is not the Nutcracker. No, no it's the it Nutcracker just... kicking an ornament onto Drosselmeyer's head. Oh, that's okay, yeah. Crank. Yeah. I think we were talking about this so much, I missed the finer details of all this, yeah. Three people come in with handheld masks and dance to an operatic song for a while while the Nutcracker falls further. They are, they are acting out some of the, the fairy tale within the story yeah, of okay. of the Hard Nut. It's, it's a weird tonal shift music wise because it's not it's like they're not, telling the whole story of the hard nut right they're just this is just kind of the, the movie just kind of like gesturing towards it's that a, it's an entertainment at the party that happens to mirror one of the central theme stories of the ballet yeah, yeah. kind of like if which, we did which makes it hard for me to believe that people would get bored with a giant castle with dancing dolls inside of it when their other entertainment is people holding masks in front of their face acting something out like this look yeah. it's the regency period <laughs> yeah that's what again. I'm saying it that... doesn't have cable <laughs> Nintendo I, I, hasn't been invented yet. <laughs> MP3 is not I got a thing. I got obsessed with one toy and would play with it for you know days, but this castle, I'm like, eh, it does the same. thing. Well, the problem with the castle is you can't play with it. All That's it. It is just it. like it's a TV show with two oh, characters and one program. It's that basically never an animated gift. I would have yeah. taken that thing. Up, <laughs> I would have taken that thing apart you know, in a day and and spent weeks trying to put it to get back together and fail miserably. I never thought about anyone explaining to the current generation what like any clockwork anything is. Like, no, it's an animated gift. It just does the things. It, like, that's the easiest yeah, it just way says to, yeah. the same thing over and over. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah, Nutcracker falls from the tree while that dance is happening. Okay, and yeah. she thinks it's the neatest dang thing she's ever done seen. And Trusselmeyer's like, I, I made you a castle. He kicks it over. <laughs> he's just furious. He's just, oh, that's a tree ornament, and you're obsessed with it <laughs> but now. But isn't that just like kids, though, <laughs> yeah, where you yeah. like buy them a, a totally amazing, expensive toy, and then while you're like painstakingly putting it together, the kid gets obsessed with the box? Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, just like a cat, too. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Children. So cats. he picks up the nutcracker, just drop kicks it into the audience. We never. No, actually, see her horrible little brother is the one who's responsible mm-hmm. for injuring oh, yeah, the nutcracker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He sees his sister and... enjoying something and decides it must be ruined. He yeah. smashes it with his sword and causes half of his jaw to fall off. So you and... guys said in the original version, in the original text, he puts a too big of a nut in the nutcracker's jaw and breaks it. Yep. 
Is that so? That's in the Hoffman text. Yes, but just a random change they just made for the film. Yeah, well, it's kind of hard to get actual no, nut cracking understand. to read on a on a full deal stage. No, so, so instead, so, so, they there's just have kind of gruesome about that. Kind of like using the uh, the Nutcracker's own mechanism against it to break it is kind of extra. Just like yeah. Ugh, well, yeah. he's he's just one of those little boys who's very into hurting things. Yeah. And like being a soldier. He's the Bart Simpson to her Lisa Simpson. Yeah. yeah. So the only way the parents can control this kid is basically to buy into him wanting to be a soldier and being like, yeah. okay, it's time uh, all troops into bed. So. Kids a butthole. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And then there's a dance scene where Claire has to dance with Drossel or whatever. And he's uh, kind of winking at her a little bit. Gets a little like. Uh, uh, I will. I will note that uh, in in this production, the children's corps do get to dance at the the, party, the yeah. grown-ups party. And being uh, cast as a party girl was a big deal. Mm. It was a big, well, big like, deal. Yeah, it was you like, know some of the people were actually... Yeah, yeah, if you were a little girl who was in that company, that was like your first big break, was getting to be a party Aww. girl, and you'd get a pretty dress, and you'd get hair ribbons, and you get to dance with the grown-ups, and it was very, very it's exciting. It's weird to think that some of the girls in that dance party scene probably wound up becoming full-fledged members of that dance group or probably like I teachers now or something like that. weird at all? Yeah. No, but just like, just in terms of time, it's, you know, because this is almost exactly like 30 years ago and it just like, they're probably long since retired but now like teach other people or something like that or I don't know. You can keep dancing in how your 40s often, depending on your body. somebody that did it, how often did, were the kids allowed to be in the show? Because... I mean, how many per? They you, probably did like thirty. You per, 30 had to be at a certain level in the in the school. Yeah. To be eligible to be in the production, so it was very. I guess since they're not paying them, there's no labor laws against it. That's even worse. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, you could That's also how you just avoid it all together. You just kidnap the children. I mean, they would swap out company members too, night to night. So yeah. kind, of, kind of like an opera. Yeah, they you would, would hope there's... they would often have two sets of okay. kids. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Uh, and often. also being Perlapat. At the very little beginning, ballet was a big deal. My friend Natalia was Perlipat one mm. year, and as a result of rehearsals, she couldn't come to a sleepover at my oh. house, and my heart oh, is still broken. Oh. Oh. Natalia, my heart is still <laughs> wounded. I believe that she teaches Zumba in Salt Lake City now. Oh, okay. What did you guys do? Did you guys hang out and watch The Great Muppet uh, Treasure Island or we something? We were going to make The things... Great Muppet Treasure Island. We were going to make things out of Sculpey. And... It's okay. She stopped being friends with me the next year because she discovered lipstick and boys. <laughs> Tale is told this mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Tale is told this time. I hate you. <laughs> You're not going to Rich Evans me on my whole podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But no, the, the party girl age was a, a, just about when they would start to not invite kids back into the program. So when the school is okay, becoming yeah. technically mm. advanced enough that if you weren't up to certain technical standards or your body was not turning out the right way, they would basically be God, like, yeah. well, your it's elbows been fun. got too fucking weird. Your yeah. time here with us has been lovely, we're Aww. sure, but we can't we can't have you continue in the program. So that yeah, was kind that's... of a one of the one of the first signs that you weren't being off ramped into Imagine the... being kicked out of Hogwarts because you were too much of an uggo. Or is it like no, your feet not, are just no, fucked up? No, it's not. Okay, like, it would just be like, hey, we don't, we don't think that you have the yeah. chops. Well, for yeah, us. I, yeah, just did that perspective. Yeah, but yeah, sure. Right. As an ugly person, I'm just projecting a little <laughs> bit there. Yeah. And everybody leaves. Everybody says goodbye. Drops oh yeah, the wire's awkward. The party just winds down yep. out of the blue. They turn off they the kick lights. Kick everybody out. Yeah, it's time for bed. Fritz really. ruined everything by attacking the Nutcracker. Yeah, the Nutcracker is wounded. And... Mm-hmm. She, she bandages his wounds. I do like how it is a chilling effect on the play. Like, literally everything turns night like nighttime icy cool and everything mm-hmm. like that. It's kind of sad, you know. She can't keep away. She's got to go back down and check out that Nutcracker because that tree ornament is just too good. 
Too good for this world. Mm -hmm. It is fascinatingly, horrifyingly ugly. Even though all she does is pick it up and put it in a cabinet. Well, and yeah. a, a big thing in the book is that she's she's like, no, he's not ugly. Look at his his beautiful boots and and his pearly teeth. That's and actually kind of cute. So like, yeah. it's it's that it's that nurturing girl thing where you kind of or the Charlie Brown Christmas tree effect yeah. where you're like, no, well, he's not, it's it's not just, ugly. He has, a, he has a rictus face, but like, everything else about him is like fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah, I could totally see that being she, supposedly being an undercurrent. She of, projects of, a very valiant character onto this also, nutcracker. Uh, we I, it's like it's so easy to, to 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 make pedophile jokes and shit about. But you said she, in the original production she's supposed to be seven years old. Yeah, not the original production, but in the story. In the story. She She's seven yeah. for the for the production. They aged her up to twelve, Which so that makes... uh, so that some of the like, I mean, ballet is pretty erotic. <laughs> it can be, yeah. even at its driest. It's it's human You're form in close forms. interaction. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. this for this choreography for the Nutcracker is no different. There's a lot of pairs dancing. There's a lot of weird tension. So having her be twelve and kind of on the verge of an adult there's sexual an awakening, awakening kind of yeah. adds some tension. And not having her be a seven-year-old helps with that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. she puts it behind glass, starts backing up, looking at him, and oh no, she stepped on a rat's tail. And they squeak a bunch. This upsets the rats. And they the rats and make a bunch of Ben Burt orc 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 sounds. They, they, it's really, yeah. They go and tell the guard rat, who who does a couple tours in the air and runs By around. The way, all these rats are kind of dressed like Ottoman soldiers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for no apparent reason other than that, like, they're tied to the fantasy kingdom. We'll, well see later, I mean, but, like... historically in the period, fighting the Turks was actually a thing. Oh, yeah, no, but I'm just saying within the language, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. it also is, like... In the language of this, that this production is is parlaying in that that's they're, they're connecting them to the fantasy land. They all head off to yes. later and everything like that. You know? mm -hmm. The clock starts time in twelve. Drosselmeyer's on top of it for a shot, and then everything... yeah, like Batman, and then he disappears <laughs> for the rest like, of the play. Mm -hmm. uh, and then everything starts. Well, everything starts to grow because she's shrinking. Yeah. yeah, it's a really cool set transition, yeah. honestly. It it's is... a super cool production effect because, like, the sets literally start to, like, accordion mm -hmm. outwards and things become physically larger. So the tree actually kind of mutates outward. Yeah, it folds and out. Like, so. It grows, yeah, more, it grows more It's limbs. got all these hinged parts and everything like that. I don't know if they Giant just flip ornaments. the acid around and then spread it out or. But yeah, they just do really good. No, it's and just. They, they, they just have more of it, like, winged back okay. behind. So when they start moving it upwards, bits of it start to sheath outwards. Yeah, and they push out some of the backgrounds and start bringing bigger props in and stuff like that. The way they edited in the film was really nice because you start freaking out about the moment it started happening and just you freaking out while it was actually. Actually happening on screen it was like like kind of crazy I was like oh shit yeah this is it's kind of one of the first really big stagecraft things in the in the show that you're mm -hmm. watching as an audience and it's I'm it's not it's been a static set. it's not a standard effect either yeah. like it's really it was really interesting to see how they manage that transition in a way that feels very trippy like things are growing when yeah. obviously well, it's a very Alice in Wonderland moment of yeah know. and these are Sendak illustrations so it's it's that almost an an like an know. animated film effect is kind of what happens yeah I've been in plenty of productions where shit was supposed to grow and then the day of the show <laughs> oh like, no this isn't gonna work i guess we're gonna have a regular size battle scene <laughs> oops <laughs> someone have to come out and be like that you you're stuck out there saying sorry guys no you just don't tell them so they don't know uh well, this is all kind of like goofy enough that like yeah yeah and so then the rat king starts coming out of the slut floor very 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 slow. And this production is a little slow because he yeah. starts off as like a little hand puppet, and there's like dry mm -hmm. ice, but then yep. he gets bigger, turns into a guy in a suit. So I didn't see in the film version. Um, there at no point was like a really 
big uh, mobile flat, like a stage flat that was the Mouse King with mm -hmm. big hinged was, jaws and everything. Because no. in the production, at least, the at least for some of it, they actually did have like a a Mouse King flat that was a huge like puppet, basically. Huh. Um, and in this version, I think they just did close-ups on yeah. the costumed Rat King. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. Really yeah, cool. I think the closest to that, that there's a moment where it looks like... Because if they got Drosselmeyer's head hanging from the rafters as part of the decoration, then there's mm -hmm. a body that drops down later. And that's kind of like the biggest, The clock like, becomes scale. his legs. Yeah, exactly, and yeah. Doop -doop -doop yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's like, like a little fucking paper doll, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then while the Mouse King is growing, the Nutcracker starts to go, because his jaw's fixed and he's... The, the cloth falls off. Mouse King's getting bigger it's with all more and trippy. more, more and more heads, and then Kerblamzo, the Nutcracker comes out. The head thing the is box. one of the most inexplicable. Like, I guess that's a thing that you could just have kind of a scary thing. In, in the story, the seven heads emerge from the floor, and then it's revealed that they're all part of one body. Oh. That is the the Mouse King. That's random Germanic fairy tale weirdness. Yeah, it might be based off of the what's seven it, sins it, or something. It, no, what's it called? A uh, rat King, when oh, a bunch a of rats point. get their t t tails tangled actually, up and that's become one big that's, monster. You know what? That's actually that's probably the whole wordplay. That's probably the whole. Nah, that's a good point actually. And well, note this is these are all technically mice, even though well, they're, yeah. they're made to look sinister. So yeah, that we breed but, them as rats. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Mice everywhere surrounding Clara. The Nutcracker jumps out, and then soldiers come out. The toy, her little brother's her, toy soldiers yeah. come to life. And, people on horses that baffled Bill. Well, just because the engineering looked good, because the way they're bouncing up and down, because it's obviously just a lady who is horse from the waist down and who is soldier from the waist yeah, up. Yeah, and, and there's fake legs hanging over the saddle. But they look kind of good. Like, I was just like, yeah, I was just, yeah, I just, I couldn't, yeah, I was just curious as to what the engineer got that was. Mm -hmm. It looked really good. Can't, Didn't look as dumb as it sounds. Let's put it that Basically a hoop skirt. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Cannons, chaos, blood, gore. Yeah. Wilhelm scream. A Wilhelm scream in the middle of that, which got me looking up. Yes, because this movie was directed by Carol Ballard. That's the big set. Oh, yeah. Dylan's holding a right big uh, full-page illustration of the Mouse King. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this this movie was directed by yeah, Carol Ballard, who had uh, been worked on Star Wars and stuff like that. So uh, Ben Burt, the guy, sound director from uh, Star Wars, also did the sound direction in this. And yeah, there's a couple a couple of Star Wars. But yeah, the big thing is he drops in a Wilhelm in this. Before Wilhelm's Which, got yeah, played out. Yeah, it hadn't out. been overly sad. And it's very right quiet because there's like a goofy screen at yeah. first. And then it's like, ah, like oh, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. No one else had the Wilhelm scream file, let's put it that way. You so. guys might be the first people to have noticed that in this production, honestly. <laughs> yeah, seriously, if, yeah. that, if that sound what designer is still alive. And like, Bill and I at the same time were like, was that a Wilhelm? Oh, yeah. We we independently of it. If yeah. the sound designer is still alive, please send him an email being like, so. <laughs> we caught that shit, yeah. All the people who have done the Wilhelm scream at Claim your compilations on YouTube like, you guys missed one. Mm, yeah. Probably, actually. Uh, Mouse King gets... Too big for the Nutcracker to handle. He's like, oh shit. So Claire does what anybody would do. Takes off her shoe. It glows purple. And <laughs> she throws it at the Mouse King. In the King. most never-ending story, little ex this little <laughs> the blue screen explosion. Purple now, in, explosion. in the book, Clara does not change size. She's just Yee! been watching this battle in horror. And mm. then when it appears that the Nutcracker is going to be uh, overwhelmed by the Mouse King's troops, she hurls her full-size shoe. Oh, uh, and okay. that And that is what ends the battle. But in the process, she stumbles backwards into the glass-fronted toy case and slices her arm open and promptly passes out. Okay, hmm, okay. That's 
And so then the rest of the story is kind of a fever dream. Yeah, she ends up being stuck in bed for a long time, and Drosselmeyer starts dropping by in the evenings to tell uh, to tell her and her little brother the fairy story that is yeah. kind of the core. Because again, this book. wasn't meant to be a ballet. This is just the story. But then, like the people who turned this into a ballet had to figure out a way to like cram a whole bunch of group dances in. Yes. Yeah, so we're like, oh, well, maybe she just somehow transported into the world of the Mouse King and yeah, exactly. Yeah, so in the ballet, they use this as the as the entree into the dream world. Crossing the Whereas in the, ball, yeah. in the book, it's just, it's the end it's just... of, it's the end of a feverish sequence that then makes the little girl stuck in bed so that we have an excuse for her godfather to come by and tell this very surreal story over several years. Yeah, in the movie, they turn this into, this is how she travels to Oz, essentially, kind of like, yeah, yeah this is how yeah, she yeah, joins the magical melts. realm. Giant cloak is laying there, so she, which Dylan she's pointed out, like, I'll Mouse go inside. Giant cloak, yeah. yeah, which is also made out of the same fabric as Russell Myers, Myers' cloak that he put on. Before yeah, his, he left his great the party. coat. With yeah. the we forgot. Yeah, wing, forgot to point out he dresses like a weirdo before he leaves. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. So the Mouse King is very small. She follows him in the caves, walks through, changes into uh, Patricia Barker. And which I didn't dancer. notice it was a different lady. Give me credit. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> to be fair, she only seems like she's only aged up like three years. It's not like well, she's ballerina. They they look preserved for a long time. Um, yeah. Patricia Barker was uh, the principal at PNB for a long time. Long she kept dancing time. into her forties, yeah. right? I yeah. believe, uh, which she... is very long career for a dancer. Mm-hmm. A lot of you, a lot you of wear and tear. Kid, you best not miss a lot of dead ballerinas <laughs> but she in was the eighties really, and nineties. She was a really Seattle. important person in that company for a really long time, and also yeah. for kids in the school, they like we really looked up to her. Oh, um, really? okay. And my friend Eric, who was uh, a teen, who ended up dropping out of uh, high school to basically attend ballet school full time yeah. uh was really <laughs> quite he was quite fixated on her hmm. um and he did a great impression of her where he would he would waltz down the halls and be like i'm patricia barker look at my feet <laughs> uh it was great yeah i uh, can see that she's good enough that i can totally see why she would just i mean i'm sure she didn't do quite that all the time but at the yeah. time i met her she let us all know that she was obsessed with hello kitty that sounds about really? right. Yeah. Sounds she right. Was is that very, her, like, hello teens? She was teens? very excited. Hello, fellow teens. If I remember correctly, she was very excited because she had just bought a Hello Kitty vacuum. Aww. <laughs> uh, I, At least she seems to be a pretty cool lady. Yeah. yeah. So my, the, the friend of mine, Natalia, who had to bail on a sleepover because of rehearsals, yeah. ended up, uh, as an apology, getting me tickets to one of the dress rehearsals, mm. which was really fun because I got to, like, hang out with the kid core during warm-ups and uh, all the the principals signed shoes and gave them to the kids nice. who were, you know, I mean, ballerinas go through shoes, yeah. like, at a terrifying pace, so when they're worn out, you give them to the more junior company members as a memento. So I guess she just retired last year as, uh, the lead what's-it of, uh, the... the uh, lead what's-it. A premier ballerina of the Seattle blah blah blah. Yeah. I don't know the terms for this shit. Uh, unfortunately, she decided to go join the Royal Ballet in New Zealand as teacher person thingy, so she's 54 now. Huh? Yeah, she just last month she just announced that she's going to join the uh, the New Zealand ballet. I'm I don't sure know if she's, she's ready for a change like, of scenery, man. Yeah, yeah. she's fifty four. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she she was like in her early twenties when yeah. she was in this. So, that's what I'm saying. She's not like she's yeah. But you were coming. She's quite tall for a principal yeah. ballerina. Yeah, she's like probably five ten, five eleven. Mm-hmm. She's like when a and cat when stretches she goes, out, you're like, how yeah, did you get so she went, long? Then she, when she goes on point, she's like six two, six three. So it's yeah. a lot, it's a she's lot of decently mm-hmm. heights yeah. compared to the Nutcracker. When yeah, like if, in, if you watch sausage, but if you watch Barishnikov dance, he looks really tall, but he's actually probably like. 
five four, five six. He's bitsy. Mm. He itty bitty because he dances with Gelsey Kirkland in their Nutcracker, and I met her. I took class from her, and she's like five foot, four foot eleven, something like that. She's tiny, tiny, and she, yeah. he's standing next to her, and she, he's barely taller than her. Generally, mm. being really tall is not an advantage yeah. in ballet circles because it just means you got more muscle and bone, and it's harder to pick you up and toss you around. And there's fewer tall dudes than the well i, I gotta imagine that if you were if you're partnering with patricia barker and it you, looks silly well, but uh, if you I have to do to, lifts i got to do some partnering with her and it looks it, it when she do like a pose and i was standing behind her holding her it just kind of looked like a leg kickstand it was just holding <laughs> like her Han Solo do, dancing with chewbacca but i'm, much, I'm yeah. guessing yeah. they they really had to look specifically for tall male principles so that yeah. they could do lifts with her and not have it be yeah. silly and like i said yeah the, the, the human nutcracker on this is not that much taller than she is nope. like it's not like yeah yeah, yeah. she's not dainty because she comes out of the cave and he's standing there and i've always hated the way he looks the mustache they gave him and the hair he's got a nice I, tight red I just don't like body him. suit on well you just like the booty you probably didn't even it's notice like he had a head. It's like they took a stick and shoved it up as far as a butt crack, so it's like, like, <laughs> like fucking perfectly vacuum sealed butt. Kind of yeah. glad you've never come to any of my shows. Oh, because that's all you just hear me in the background, like <laughs> that the, booty. Don't the booty, Dad. You want to make your butt super shiny? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. So she comes out. He's and again, there. I would have never understood unless you guys had actually specifically called it out. I was like. I would have assumed that he probably is at least some facet of the Nutcracker, but, like, they never point out, like, oh, hey, this dude's actual human form of the Nutcracker. That or he's a very young Baron Munchausen. <laughs> they get half the guys in this production, even the background characters all put Baron Munchausen, but, yeah. That's my touchstone for this whole thing, because everything in this thing is very... Well, Baron everything Munchausen. has that Napoleonic era yeah. look to it, because that's... that's uh, they're drawn from the same resource as the Munchausen books. It's the 1790 to 1830 kind of period where it's that transition into the 19th century. Fighting the Turks and all that stuff. Yeah. Their dancing holds up, which is pretty impressive. Well, it holds up because you go back and look at some old dancing and it's kind of like... The athletic standards have gotten way higher. Oh, it's like the Olympics were like back in like 1960, like getting a 10-point... Gold medal gymnast routine would be like, wow, you did a double flip! (laughs) Yeah, you landed on your feet! Mm -hmm. You only did six full spins coming off the bar. I never thought of it actually how that would be a similar progression in dance. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, fuck. Go watch some old stuff from like like those Disney films that would have ballet dancing in it every mm. now and then. Oh yeah, we'll yeah. Compared that to fuck those hippos. Stuff now, what? no, not not that. You said Disney like, films with yes, ballet dancing. Not not Fantasia with the animated hippos. I'm talking about like live action. Oh yeah, stuff they, they did document. Yeah, Honestly, with ballet, like I kind of wonder if there is a Cold War Star Wars element to it <laughs> between the states and Russia in Probably. terms of well, in terms as, of technical prowess. As, yeah. as growing up in the eighties, all you heard about was like Russian dancers, unless yeah. it was Gregory Hines. Well, a lot of he them was defected, yeah. Rudolf Nureyev and Baryshnikov were the two big defectors from yeah. Russia. At so the you time. just assume Russia was like pl- well, even 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 then, you hear about like Russian ballerinas and you know. You know Batman's dating the whole butt right, Russian Yeah, Batman, you yeah. just ran out of steam there, didn't you? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to say, that's what you heard about, though. At least that's what I heard about growing up. Sometimes I Russian, wonder Russian, if Russian. I just go totally quiet how long Bill will I've able tried to it. continue rambling. Just, yeah, sure, he sure. goes for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. you would. No, there was a... We <laughs> Last recorded episode, remotely, <laughs> we and I cut... He couldn't hear me. I cut out. He couldn't hear me you at just all. just kept going. And he talked for, like, five minutes. It went for a while. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't even really have to edit it because... Like, I just kept on specifically just talking for five minutes, just like, da, 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 da. And then I was finally like, Daniel, are you there? And I'm like, oh shit, he's got, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, so he'll just keep going in I case you're wondering. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was for telling a very specific story, so, like, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, now it's a snow dance. It's. Oh, the snowballs it's, come out and start yeah, dancing? snowballs come out and start dancing. It's fine. It's, it's... The, I like this it is better the first... when there's a paw mixed in with it. Yeah, I was gonna say, this a is couple. the first real slow point in the thing where it just becomes, like, very... This is what you expect the in that cracker to me. Yeah, it's company dances. It's Which just is a fine for people that like that. Daniel, I just what, a little would you explain for the listeners what a paw is? A paw did the, is... Uh, a, it's a dance for two. It's what it literally trans, translates to. It's dance for two. So it's mm-hmm. when a guy... Well, it doesn't have to be a guy. It's when two people yeah. dance together. It's a paw the, it's, it breaks up the the herd of ballerinas, yeah. like the the cliche of bunch of two yeah, dudes. The ballet core. Wait, is that what happens here? Yeah. No, there's no. No, on this one they, they just. just I thought this is when all the snow the snowflakes come out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's there's no pot of it though. Oh. Okay. It's just, okay, the, so this is the core. Well, that don't ballet, point out. This also gives like because this is such a principal heavy production that this this kind of gives the principals five minutes just to take, take a breather. I, a I do believe that there is a costume change for the for the Nutcracker and Clara. Yeah. So oh yeah, because she comes out in a tutu. Well, next. this also ends the first act, so they would have. To oh, is this okay? Yeah. This is okay. the act break after snow. Which I, just kind of ends in this version. That's yeah, no, it ends it's just kind of they're on the sea just, and then they, just... they run off and it's just staring at nothing. And this is this, I, I, the first time I'd like to say the camera work in this, the motion picture. Oh, you guys is are freaking out about this. It's yeah, awful, awful. It's not the worst I've seen, but it's very bad. Well, you can tell. Lots it's a... of close-ups of people's backs as they're turning. Somebody and... will be doing like an incredible pirouette, yeah. and they'll be like, "Oh, this is a good time for a close-up." And it, like, no. Yeah, it gets worse mm-hmm. during some of the longer numbers because whoever put, edited this or directed this was like, "Okay, we got to spice it up a little bit." Instead of just having the camera, I like, I, I can see why you don't want to make it too stagey, which, which that's bad too. But at the same time, like when you're doing the best moves and you're just like sh- zoomed in on someone's shoulder blades, that's yeah, there, bad. There was a whole lift where they were mm. just yeah! zoomed in on the faces of the principals, and you're like, "No, we want to see him holding her which, in the air." Even even movie reviewers at the time when it came out, I read, were like, what's with all the close-ups? We yeah. don't need the close-ups. Which I can see close-ups on the face during dramatic parts, but like, yeah, when someone's doing the lift or spinning around and it's just, yeah, I, I can see they're trying to create energy, but they chose some really dumb moments to do that. I would say to the credit of the company members, the face acting is all pretty good. Yeah. Like, not not all dancers can face. Yeah, yeah. Drosselmeyer's face is really great. He's no, emotes. yeah, the, pros- the prosthetic makeup is actually really, yeah. really yeah. good. Well, I just for mean stage. more his creepy stares and yeah, and well, all that they, good because they do present him as being kind of an autistic, kind of weirdo, kind of like being not to say all autistics are weird. Shut up, though. But you know what I mean. <laughs> but like he, he's inoffensively just like othered. He's just socially awkward. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, they go through the snow kingdom. They ride on a little boat. Yeah, this starts the second act. Well, you yeah. said this is the overture for the second yeah, act. Yeah, they write, it, Which I didn't know acts had very... overtures. Yeah. Yeah, that's just ballet and opera. Well, I forgot actually that that's where everyone goes out to poop and smoke, and so this is like telling them to get back in their seats. Uh, more like order cocktails. In <laughs> yeah, the lobby. get, oh, is that get what some it is? more booze in your oh, system. Oh, that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah, so fucking Mad Men and shit. Yeah, yeah. well, it's just the it's prestige art. <laughs> poop and smoke. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, that's what the stagehands are doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, no, the um, the it's sort of the intro into the second half. The it, 
involves the Clara and the Nutcracker on a boat on churning seas, and it's very much a where the wild things are kind of look. Well, yeah, yeah. there's it's even really a neat. head sticking out in the back. It's almost yeah, like a sun. There, there is, in fact, a uh, where the wild things are style monster peeking out from behind one of the islands that they sail past. Yeah. But it is really, it, it, it's a classical theater stagecraft thing from the 19th and late 18th century to have the waves rotating past each well, other. Well, they, they make fun of this in, 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 in Terry Gilliam's Baron Munchausen, where they have a production yeah. that looks exactly like this. Yep. And actually, just even the production, like, because they have vast layers of waves. It's not just, like, mm-hmm. one or two, like, little uh, cardboard uh, layers of, of waves crashing against each other. But it's, like, really nicely put together. And this is just for an establishing shot, just showing it's the Nutcracker and Maria just, like, on a boat. Headed towards Oriental land. Yeah. <laughs> Which is that, uh, yeah. Headed towards Orientalism. Yeah, kingdom. it's they're headed to the, 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 the meat flesh version of the castle that Dr. Grocklemeyer, whatever the fuck his name <laughs> is, made for Maria. Osselmeyer. Hair Drosselmeyer. Sexy grandpa. Sexy grandpa. So yeah. what, did they, what did they do in the live show? This Was there anything? Or no, they actually, the they actually did that. Oh, okay. That boat. From like really? the tableau, yeah. Because wow. I mean, there would have to be a scene change even after that. They were like, okay, second act break, second second act. Nah, break. they could yeah. just close the curtains, lift up. Oh, the that's right. I keep on forgetting. There's back. You could. Okay, yeah. They, I good. mean, they did a ton of. Part of why this production was so successful is that they did just a ton of really amazing work with those stage flats in terms of like pulling yeah. them. Pulling them in and out and up and just down. The and... For this must have been fucking bonkers. Mm-hmm, yeah, so it's just a lot of onstage work. Like even if you don't care about ballet, yeah. watch it on fast forward just so you can look at all the incredible illustration because these are illustrated flats that are then flying in and out of the wings and the flies. Well, and that's really what I'm saying. Cool. Even from the illustrations, just the engineering perspective. Like I said, even that growing tree at the beginning when like she gets shrunken down, how that like flies mm-hmm. at like yeah, just even the mm-hmm. Murray Sendak stuff aside, they're like some crazy fucking. Everything is a really cool kind of paper doll effect yeah. to it yeah so they go to the island Fantasy of kingdom oopsie doodle racism which is not <laughs> yeah. as racist as some nutcrackers no, i've seen yeah it could be worse i guess yeah, could be that's orientalism yeah. which is a western conceptions of eastern aesthetics that mm-hmm. are jumbling together that do have an inherent element of white supremacy or colonialism to them at the same time the aesthetics were often genuinely cool yeah uh, it's kind of celebrating aesthetics. Well, it's not quite so much like, oh, look how much better we are than these people that we're depicting here. It's, it's, it's you seem to be earnestly trying to celebrate it a little bit, depending on who you're talking to. I mean, to. there's distinct. We're not trying to justify our There's distinct but, othering like, going on. There, but othering has happened. It is, look, isn't this exotic? Yeah. Yeah. Exotic. And that was a huge obsession in this, in the period that they're setting the ballet, Orientalism was. Which is like a huge trend because Japan was opening up to trade, because there was a lot more political interest play oh, yeah. with the Near East and the Far East. Because we're talking about, like, we're talking about, like, the early uh, 18th century. Yeah, like, an yeah. Uh, industrial revolution is starting up, and there's, so, like, globalism is just is just beginning, so there's a lot of, like, cultural obsession with Eastern stuff, generally taken totally out of context and mix and match. What was the Mikado made? That was, like... Cause that's, Late 1800s yeah, or early Yeah, because that's what's-his-name and what's-his-face. Yeah, so... The, Gilbert and Sullivan. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're heading into St- the... Larian Stinkums. We're heading into the century where... Like, the default conception of fantasy was, oh, it's Oriental. It's yeah. Eastern to our Western. Because it's so, real, but it's so far away magical place. I yeah. think the thing that I, one of the things that I enjoy about Sendak's 
take on that theme, which is weird because yeah, Sun Sundax is someone who who would recognize how goofily orientalist this is. It's not well, like he, that's what I'm about to say. Yeah, oh, yeah, Bill, okay, no, let him steamroll you. <laughs> so okay, your okay. point. I just want to make sure that's a point we make. It's it's funny. Yeah, I it's think, not like this is uh, something that's uh, a nuance that's easy to lose because this is an older production. It's easy to assume it's coming from like the most ignorant place possible. But yeah, is like, that like they bought into the orientalism. A lot of yeah. it seems to me to be really knowing caricature of those uh, like mis mishmashed caricatures. Yeah, it's kind of character of a character. Yeah, so everything is, uh, like the dial is turned up to 11, not in terms of um, any of the stereotypes being inherently super offensive. No, but the like, design is all very... It, you're not gonna watch this and be like, oh my god, I wanna die. This is so awkward and yeah. painful. You'll just be like, okay, that is absurd. Well, because it's very specific, like... Persian with Chinese with Japanese. There's Russian stuff in Russia. there. It's There's Tunisian things. It's not even necessarily. We were saying Orientalist, but this is more just like that well, whole hemisphere of the planet. That's literally what even, Orientalist means. Bill. Well, I tend to <laughs> I tend to centralize on like Asia and maybe. No, it's literally everything like. Everything east of the Caucasus mountain range put into a blender. Yeah. So it's every exotic trope you can think of oh, oh and also like south of the mediterranean yeah, that's everything what I'm yeah. everything gets thrown there's a lot in of there. african stuff yeah you're saying tunisia so there's and stuff like, like that. Yeah. there's a dance of i'm making air quotes moors <laughs> uh which yes these are white dancers who have been painted brown Luckily, they've got non-brown face paint going on, so yeah. they're kind of wearing masks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You but there, the there are was... there are wigs and brown body paint, which is un super unfortunate. Um, yeah. And but at the same t again, at the same time, everything is so cartoonish in a way that's not. Um, it, it's really just riffing on those ridiculous aesthetics more than it is having any idea that this is an authentic representation of any yeah. real culture. It's, it's, it's something where they knew that this is racist, but they don't want to try to be too racist uh, themselves. It didn't make me put my head in my hand it could have say, been worse. ugh, like, the jazz singer, or... Oh, God, yeah. Or the Wizard of Oz thing we just watched with the whatever they were called. The I, Hot and Tots? Hot and Tots, yeah. yeah. I would say that this is an intentional repurposing of Orientalist aesthetic themes, and whether or not you are, uh, like... Uh, you have the emotional wherewithal to sit through that and be able to just enjoy the aesthetic tribute or whether you feel like the inherent harm of anything that references orientalism is not worth the yeah. oxygen I've seen it's, way worse it's totally up this. to you there's a th th this feels like such a mismatch it's, it's hard to get offended there's by a part where a chinese me. tiger come out it's a t it's a little cartoon marie sendak tiger wearing kimono and a fez that's it's the totally, kind of orientalism yeah, that we're going here it's almost like bananas. a serial mascot yeah yeah. So again, I think it, it's uh, as a bunch of white people. Maybe we're not the best people to judge how Oriental or racist no, but this I'm, is. But I'm like, just saying, saying there's from, context here. Yeah, exactly. From yeah. the perspective of intent, this is much more oh, of God, a. We're talking about this so much more than anything else. But yeah. not, no, it's much more of um, of a knowing send up yeah. of a an aesthetic of a period. More as opposed to actual contemporary belief that this they is know what okay. Doing, yeah. It's more like. Well, we're we're doing a send up of this Georgian era aesthetic that is yes, hella colonialist. They're but presenting that's kind that at arm's length that you, in a way that you probably couldn't do today because it would be hard for people to distinguish. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's in that realm of satire where you're like, it's, well, is the you thing, can't tell when the thing you, that yeah. we're satiring is inherently harmful. 
Does that mean the well, satire you can't itself distinguish is harmful? What's being satirized from what's what the actual bad thing is? Then it no longer becomes satire. It's just the bad thing that you're satirizing. Well, yeah. Go which, go yeah. watch uh, Lindsay Ellis's essay on uh, Mel Brooks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On on YouTube, she has a great video essay on uh, the producers and on can you. How much can you satirize bad stuff and have that be an effective like tool to combat bad stuff versus at what point You're just does, adding to the pile, at what point yeah. does it just become yeah. mistakable for a tribute to the bad stuff? So any, anyway, it's a whole interesting thing to consider. Did we even talk about that? The producers we just hated that thing so profoundly. We didn't hate it. No, but it was boring. It was disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Uh. So they get to the island. Whose favorite movie would be the producers? You were telling me about the yeah, 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 anyway. Let it uh, go. Uh, Drosselmeyer's <laughs> there with a giant turban on. Oh, I forgot. This he, is the rest of the musical. Yeah, the musical. Oh, yeah, whatever. It's the not ballet? a I, ballet. I guess it has to be singing if there's a musical, right? Yeah. yeah. Or vice and versa. him and the Nutcracker stare daggers at each other. because He's some kind of oriental chic yeah. slash He's got this giant, master, like, of, master of ceremonies. He's I, got an enormous turban. That's Drossomile's big, giant, marshmallow, poofy turban cracks me the fuck mm-hmm. up. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's inherently ridiculous. And I was going to say, it looks like a prop from a Japanese game show. Well, and it's straight up drawn from Marie Sendak's yeah. drawings, where it is literally a cartoon turban. Again, so... the engineering, just to get that turban made and on that guy yeah. you know, reliably and for yeah. him to dance in that outfit too. yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying and uh bill called the tutus the froof i can't I remember the tutu names interesting well yeah. just because like it's they sit on the hip so nicely and they wiggle waggle and they look very silly but the drosselmeyer does some squats and stuff and the voiceover yeah, comes back it's... and she says we dream talked with hands and feet which is, is that what weird, she's... Yeah, which is a weird way to say... <laughs> that is like a sense the, it To describe pantomime, I guess? Yeah, the, the yeah. Nutcracker uh, character relays yeah. the story of his fight with the with the Mouse King yeah. by making the sign for crown and the sign for whiskers oh. and all of the children oh, yeah, present right, are yeah. amazed. Yeah. Oh, and right, then Clara makes the sign for, okay, let's get back to dancing, yeah, and they do. Come on, we know the story, come on. So uh, the camera work's still terrible... They cut to people who aren't dancing during hmm. the dancing, and uh, yeah, I guess I guess they can use the excuse. This I don't know if you knew this, Bill, but they filmed this in ten days. That was their wow, filming okay. schedule. Yeah, they only had ten days to film it. So at the end credits, it does say it was filmed in the middle of December. I was really surprised because you think of anything, you would wait until the Nutcracker season's over. Everyone's well, no, are you again, kidding? Because then you so have tired. to pay everybody to be there for days that yeah, that's a good point. Not actually, already yeah. scheduled. Still like, 10 days a lot of the thing is that like the dancers have other stuff on their schedule. They have to start rehearsing other shows or flying <laughs> off to other companies. I like the idea, like school teachers, you just put them in stores until the next time you need them. Like no, the school teachers cease to exist no. over the summer. Yeah, you got to start breaking down the set. So no, I'm I'm sure mm-hmm. they were filming this like during the days where they didn't have a matinee. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, because they, 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 they're obviously filming in that location, like, on that stage. Yeah, they're that, doing you know, a stage call. It's not like they can move any of that stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Various dances happen. None of them are just, it's super blow you away. Um, there are and, no sugar plum fairies, though. Yeah. Hooray. Well, no, there's... Uh, she does the sugar plum fairy. Well, but there's no... There's not a... The music that is the sugar plum fairy dance is there, but there is not a Because you said, yeah, because in the original text, they go to Candyland. Well, they, it, sometimes it depends. Sometimes the Nutcracker can also be the Cavalier, which is what it is in this, and sometimes... 
Clara slash Marie can also be the Sugar Plum Fairy, which is what it is. This sometimes they're two distinct people. Sometimes the Cavalier is also the Nutcracker, but she's two different characters. Cavalier, it's like the Asiatic. It's ballet logic. Yeah, yeah. even less sensible than opera logic. That's what I hate about Alice in Wonderland stories, where it's just dream logic. Nothing matters. No consequences or storytelling thoroughfare. It's just imagery for no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that's kind of like the, the the second half of this falls victim to. Yeah, and after. I, what did they, what do they call Spanish in this one? It's where all the groups come out and dance. It's the first one. Uh, I think it's the one with the with like the Tunisian dancers. It's just okay. I didn't know if you knew if they, if they had a name or not. No. Okay. Anyway, that happens. But then it's it's time for sexy peacock lady Arabian dance. Yeah. How <laughs> all you right. Doing? Yeah, peacock lady. Hello. Which I bet Bill picked up on it right away because he is great at recognizing people. That peacock lady is, is also the mo- mother. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, they bring up a, a, <laughs> a female principal in a gilded cage dressed as a peacock, and it is a very sexy costume. When you're talking about sexy peacock lady, and also she's mom. She's <laughs> That's mom. That's always kind of like, oh. They- uh, there is some erotic modeling going on here. Uh, Clara is clearly very, like, Ooh. intrigued and startled whoa, whoa. by the peacock and is sort of like, oh, that's a way to be female and sexual. Well, because she's a little peacock dancer, like, literally, she's, like, not flashing her ass, but it is very, like, it is probably the most... It's just, a very sexy dance. It's, yeah. yeah, it's usually And her, very... like, nipples are sticking out and it's a whole thing. I mean, the music is... Like, a thing and it's sometimes all... it's a solo, sometimes it's a It's kind of a bird strip dance yeah, a little bit. the music is very sensual and yeah. she also has a... a long flowing tail that she kicks behind that's her that's kind of swishy like yeah uh, and if you are a tiny lesbian in uh in the late 80s you are very into this peacock lady you have good taste in, in lesbian formative material because yeah yeah, I mean, yeah of all the, of all the parts of this production that stuck with me that was that was right up there well, i was like oh yeah <laughs> peacock the dance cracker peacock. when's the peacock lady come uh-huh. in <laughs> Yeah, that's. I mean, I've, I've performed. It wasn't a solo when I did it, but I've performed this dance. It got me dates. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn, uh-huh. I, could, I just reached this outfit and it's just slightly with the. No, little, I didn't wear like this swim outfit. cap it's, helmet. P and is the only peacock. <laughs> d- 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 this. Oh really? Yeah. I thought just assumed that it was always like this dance no, is always no. in there and it's always a peacock. That's just this production. It's usually like sometimes it's a chicken, it's sometimes Arabian. it's a horse. Yeah, it's usually Cow. like a. The, uh, oh, so it would be like yeah. a belly dancer or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Usually dressed like that. I didn't think about that. that. Would well, that make sense with and the Orientalist? The guy just wears oh, the poofy hammer, MC Hammer pants. That's interesting because like peacock stuff still makes uh, makes sense within the Orientalistic thing, but yep. like that's an interesting like yeah, let's make it a fuckable peacock. Sometimes the guy has to wear a really dumb looking turban. Which is oh, unfortunate. I no see. I like because she looks just like you're not because it's racist. Not but... because it's a racist thing. Just because oh, the yeah, turban yeah. looks dumb uh, when you're trying to be sensual with it. Um. But yeah, while 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 sexy peacock is doing her dance, it keeps keeps on cutting to Maria, Clara, Doctor. There's Ocarac, no Maria in this, or whatever. <laughs> the lady. You're not the even. Lady. You're not even saying the other name right, which is Marie. Marie. It's either Marie or Clara, and you keep saying Maria. Maria. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's that's one, racist. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, so it's Marie, Marie t- like making weird facial gestures at Doctor Octorok, who's also making with with <laughs> the God, Nutcracker, and they're all you. like glaring, like like. Well, they were doing this even before. I think even the peacock dances were all they're all, they're making love triangle sexy faces at each other, and suddenly the peacock lady gets involved, and suddenly like 
Uh, oh, look. No, it's not Marie's like, it's so like, oh, Clara. God, the peacock. I want to fuck that peacock now. And then the other two guys are like, what the fuck? No, we got competition Clara's for a bird Clara's not now? looking at the bird, like, lustfully. She's clearly looking at it like, oh, sexual wow, that, this is, that's a way to be like a... Uh, yeah, that's, there's a thing like, going on A distinctly there. sexual female That's character. not just candy for the dads in the audience. There's something like... <laughs> well, that's a, oh, I do think it is a text thing where that is affecting... Like, Marie's reacting to that, which I actually thought was kind of interesting. It's not just... Clara. Clara. Yeah. That's Doc Brown's In the ballet, they just no. make her Clara. Um, it hasn't been Clara all this time. I thought it was yes, Marie. Yes, no. okay. That's why we kept saying Clara. Okay, Clara. <laughs> Fat girl's name. Jesus Christ. Uh, no, there, it, is cl- it is clear that in the in the dream, Drosselmeyer and the Nutcracker are, are a little jealous of each other okay. uh, when it when it comes well, to the, makes, uh, Clara's attention. That's even kind of horrifying, because Drosselmeyer made the Nutcracker. And just, well, but it's no, not... He, not in this version. Oh, no, no, because he, he falls off the tree, so yeah. Yeah. Nutcracker just, like... Yeah, he's like fucking die yeah, hard probably why through the window. More, that's probably why he's more annoyed at him. And like, I didn't even make you. Get the fuck yeah. fucking, yeah. Your dumb Christmas tree ornament and the kid thinks you're cooler <laughs> yeah, than exactly. everything I can make. Drosselmeyer's justification, yeah, for like, yeah, fuck. Mm. Well, in this fantasy world, there's another example of Drosselmeyer having this this incredible glamorous show that he's putting on, but Claire's interest is still focused on the Nutcracker. Yeah. And Drosselmeyer even showing up with the fact that like it's a fucking bird now that's got her, her attention more than anything else. It's like she everything but the stuff Drosselmeyer makes is that she's like yeah attracted to. It's driving me I crazy. I think Drosselmeyer the implication not implication whatever word you want to use is he's presenting all this stuff though so oh in order to impress yeah, her in a, in a, to well, impress okay. her. Oh, hmm, hmm. <laughs> How? Why? Well, I guess that makes sense because it is it is his kingdom because they go through his cloak. Yeah, it's his castle. To get hell yeah oh yeah and they're in there this is literally the castle he built so this is she is enthralled to the things that he's made yeah, yeah he's trying to woo there's her. too many Maybe. things well, in this the, thing the oh. the Hoffman story does have an like a Scheherazade style element where he's coming back every evening to relate more of the fairy story oh that's, that's at the yeah, exactly of the yeah book. so because she got she cut her arm yep she's losing her mind <laughs> he's giving her brain medicine with the stories he's telling. And then Daniel, do you her? just do you just want to do a podcast <laughs> by ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> no, but like you, were t- I can't, I don't think you'd mentioned that on the on the, on while well, we're talking here, but you'd mentioned this while we're watching the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. That, the that is correct. Sorry. Aspect. No, I don't, don't want to give you a hard time, Bill. Okay. No. <laughs> I tell him to shut up a lot. It's fine. Oh yeah. No. 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 no, no. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. But that's it's the basis the of your friendship. That's this true. is accessory to my friendship uh, with Bill. Yeah. Yeah. He just. He, Daniel's making a shushy yeah. hands gesture. Shushy. Oh, no. okay, 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 okay. shushy hands. Shushy hands, Bill. I'm gonna take a drink, a long drink. drink. Don't say anything spitting, really. It's time for Chinese monster lion thing. Yeah. Comes out, dances. Bill is confused as to how the guy inside the costume could see. But it's a really, Whoa! it's a really clever costume because the yeah. the tiger is very. It's he's compressed. He's like basically a giant head with these he's long arms, tiger. arms and legs, yeah. and then yeah. this very tall like fez on top. Well, you know, and the, yeah. Obviously, it's it's mesh. The fez is mesh. It's so just a really good mesh. It doesn't yeah. look so obvious. The dancer is inside, though. and the tiger's face is about chest or waist level. Mm-hmm. And I'm sad because in the film version, they just have the tiger suddenly pot like disappear out of the frame. In the stage version. 
the dancer actually pops out of the top he, of the he, tiger's head. He pops out in the apotheosis at the end. Does he? Yeah. Okay. During the credits. See, that would have been cool to see. Especially if it's a breakaway hat. That's even extra crazy. Yeah, yeah but it pops out like a dancer out of a cake. Yeah, there's Aww. a bunch of people with the ribbons tied to it that are leading them around. Yeah. Like some... And this is the tiger I was pointing out. It's supposed to be a Chinese dragon, but it's like in a Japanese kimono with a with an Arabic fez. So it's just yeah. extra, just like, yeah, yeah, whatever like, looks cool. Yeah. yeah. Big hodgepodge of stuff. Uh... He vanishes into thin air. Japoof! Yeah! Into okay. stardust. Boing! Yep. Uh, and then out come the moors with brown bodies and gold faces. Could have been curly wigs. All right. It's no more racist than your average episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. What was that second episode where they go to the black people's planet and it's all fucked up, which is still hey, pretty fucking racist. Yeah, nobody needs to watch that one. But uh, uh, Story Minute with Professor Dylan. Yay. So in England, there's a tradition called Morris dancing. Uh, which is uh, dates back to the Middle Ages, and oh. it's folk dancing uh, where dancers will come out typically dressed in white or in very colorful outfits with um, cuffs that have bells attached to them. That's huh. where the phrase, I'll be there with bells on, comes from. And it's specifically Christmas dancing or winter dancing, and it's a, it's a big folk dance tradition there. So the phrase Morris dancing actually derives from Moorish dancing, and it was a form of dancing that was imported from Northern Africa through Spain, especially during time when Spain so, had, was heavily Muslim in okay, the so South. Okay, so there's at least some context to this. It's not just like, hey, we, we haven't been racist towards black people specifically yet. Let's... Well, uh, okay, racism is a modern concept, but... Uh, I know what I mean, but like, well, I'm just talking about in terms of this production. I... Well, I'm assuming that, well, this is baked into every... This is... I'm yeah. confused. What's your point? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, they, they, they haven't, like, specifically hit it, like... This is that... totally just a tangent that I'm going on. Okay, These, yeah. The, the, the quote-unquote... No, but I'm just saying lesson. that there's actual, some, like, some this is like in context as the... why this is even in here. Like, the, the Moorish part specifically. No, it's just that there is a there is a folk tradition in the West that has to do with dancing derived from some yeah. some North African Muslim Moorish dancing also, traditions. Saying, like... This is not Morris dancing. There are no bells, but the no, but I'm saying this the is not of... towards something that actually happened in real life. It's not just like oh, let's yeah. just have black people. And there, there is a the reference life. in the Hoffman to uh, to Moors who are dancing. Okay. So it, yeah, it, it's just it's an aesthetic trope in the West of that... Moors dancing. Uh, da, 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 da. What, what's the talk about that? 12, 12, like partridge and a pear tree, isn't like twelve Moors dancing of a thing in that? Or no, nope. lords rejecting to a lords, ladies. <laughs> God, that's what makes me such a Lord, good rapper. Lords, I, I, lords I are rhyme leaping. by accident. Mm, yeah, that's what you do. Dancers oh. dancing. Yeah, no, nothing. Yeah. Got nothing there. Yeah. Okay. That okay. was that was literally just a historical tangent. That, that's uh, okay. So that's interesting. That's actually interesting. A lot of people dread uh, Morris dancing in the UK because it's like, oh God, I've never even it's, heard of it. If you look up Morris dancing, you'll find but a ton it's of white examples. people of, now dressed in white with bells on dancing. Yeah, I mean, it's been totally frolicking. it's been totally localized because yeah. it literally that is dreadful. It is just absorbed folk dancing yeah. that's been that passed up through the continent. But, so it's like, but it is very much like, oh God, here comes the square dancing troupe. Oh no. <laughs> what was the Celtic da Lord of the Dance guy? That's Michael supposed to be like Celtic dancing, but they just filled it flatly. Yeah, this is kind of like the what they. Yeah, this is like Lord of the Dancing, uh, but they did that to the Well, that's Celtic dancing Highland looks. dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah the kind of. I mean, it, it has become like an ethnic traditional dance in the UK. It's just that it was originally derived from yeah. North African dancing styles that came up through Spain. There's okay. a company uh, in Russia called the Mozive Ballet Troupe. They're not. They don't really do ballet. They do character dancing. So they do a bunch of like, uh, they they take 
various regions like that kind of they probably have more dancing. if it's that big of a thing and, yeah, it makes but sense they take way. them and they do them and there's yeah. one that i call the romulan dance i'm not sure where it comes from <laughs> but they look it like just... a bunch of romulans dancing because they're dressed all in black and they're squared very... off shoulders and everything. yeah they're probably I'll, albanians I'll, or I'll, something like that i'll yeah. find it on youtube and send it to you bill because i i think i've shown it but to you before but these are people trained in ballet that then not execute these like non-ballet yeah. dances oh, okay yeah, that's it's it's very uh like um uh that's hopak nuts like russian hopak dance it's very yeah it's what i wanted to do but nobody teaches it i would love to do russian like hopak but no what's hopak hopak is very character like lots of big jumps low ground work oh okay kind of really what the stereotype of russian dancing yeah 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 but you can't find schools for that it's it's i know of one and that's in california hmm but anyway, we get some commedia dancing as well. Commedia dancing, uh, some harlequins. Oh, is that what that was? The Italian clowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the harlequins, which are usually in the first act, they, but they put them in the second act here. Uh, the the Drosselmeyer opens his robes. Little kids come out and dance. I forgot about that. He opens his flaps. He literally comes out. He's like wearing a dress with it's like usually, doors on. And it. a lot of the times, it's a it's a it's usually a guy that plays a role, but he's dressed up as a lady on a big platform with a huge hoop skirt. And parts, oh, yeah, what's the parts, name of the character? Mother, not Mother G or Mother Genome, Genome, something like that. Wow. But the skirt opens and little kids come out and they dance and blah blah blah. And yeah, all the parents say yay. And a lot of the classic. Uh, more traditional nutcrackers. There's. The... It's like a weird nod to Christmas Carol because doesn't the ghost of Christmas future have like pestilence and famine like him under his robes? It's ignorance and want. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's good. that as must be where they the got ocean. it. Uh huh. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody come out with the skirts like, hey, I got children. I'm oh here. no, gonna fuck you up. It's and... just an obvious dance stunt if you have something that involves like big hoop skirts. Yeah, that's it's... a good point. Yeah. And this is the only time it happens, but for some reason in this dance they put a bunch of white cuts. They just Star Wars. Just well, go we were joking right because it's 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 it's, it's this weird. is the one dance in the whole thing that's just purely just kids, and so yeah. like we were joking about how they must have kept on fucking up, so they yeah. just played. No, I think they, hit, hit the I think what happened wipes. is they probably filmed it in one of the school yeah. stages. Well, we know or one the of the floor one of the difference. rehearsal stages because they're yeah. not the kids aren't dancing on the painted flat. So I'm I'm guessing that for. Uh, just for ease of coordinating with the kids and their parents, and also to keep the filming really separate and short, so they're not overtaxing. They could the film kids. in quick chunks. They could like, film in yeah. quick chunks, and they uh, they did special uh, backdrop flats just for that little dance that the kids are in. So, and I could also see it maybe a little bit much, especially if the kids are already like they got schoolwork, they got the main production to be a part of, and like. Like okay, plus you need to like do an eleven like like a five minute long take of this one. Like yeah, there, it's just like yeah, there just... are laws. I'm guessing they filled it on a Saturday afternoon. That's what like, I'm saying. There wasn't yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Then it's a waltz of the flowers. I got nothing to say about it. I hate it. It's more boring. tutus. More tutus. What's yeah. the music? Why do you hate well, there's, it, no, there's no tutus. It's, Tell us uh, why you hate it. Well, they're romantic tutus because I've seen it a thousand times. It's two hundred minutes long. Like it's, the snowflake thing. This is the most nothing... kind of cliche. Some companies thing. do like mixed guys into it but it's just the core ballet girls it's just like oh it's so boring and it does go me. on for like 15 minutes it a is lot of like people the... love it but i can't i can't stand and it. this it seems like to be like nuts. the longest most unbroken segment in the whole film yeah. and it goes on forever and it is the most cliche no kind of like dance, how people dance, have never been to dance. opera think that all opera is a large woman playing somebody named brunhilde this, with yeah. like viking horns and a, a spear kind of hollering like everybody who's never seen ballet just thinks it's a bunch of girls in tutus 
prancing around for 20 minutes. And yeah, this, this is unfortunately this is Brunhilde is. coming out for a long yeah. Like, okay, well, this is, uh, yeah. 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 Not a lot. I got nothing. No, to well, there's nothing to talk about. There's not, the they're not even trying to do anything plot oriented. They just kind of come well, out. No, and that whole just... section isn't plot oriented. It's just no, look but at the like dancers. at least other part, like there's like maybe all oh, that's kind of a character or but like I showcasing think... this different part of Warrior. I think you town. overestimate how much plot is important to ballet. Yeah. But I'm just it's just an excuse to dance. Tissue. They're not, they're not, they're, just like stuff happens. There's in not the opera even so any context for who they are, or what they're no. doing, or why they're even there. The whole the whole second act is that. It's just dancing. Yeah, it's yeah. just look at the dancers from all over. When yeah. the guy came out with a children in the skirt, he comes out and he's like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm glad. Don't Thank you for there. pulling the ripcord on that one. Like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're already going almost an hour and a half now. Yeah, we need to wrap this up. Well, we're almost at the end, right? Yeah, then the grandpa happens with Patricia Barker. And the guy who plays in the that character. The Dance. Yes. Uh, oh, is that actually what it's called? Pas de Deux Dancer 2. So, Grandpa would be... It is be like showing a dog a magic trick where I'm like, yeah, okay, that's it's, those are words. It's French. The yeah. letter S is not pronounced at the end of Pa. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's shot terribly. Absolutely awful. Oh, yeah, it's, I hated it's like it. the camera work in this movie gets worse as it goes on. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know if they filmed this in sequence. A lot of missing and... feet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it starts to get foggy as they're dancing. They're beautiful dancers, of course. It's, it's great, but yeah. it's shot terribly. It starts to get foggy, and then the dance ends, so it's time for her to start waking up. Everybody comes in to watch. They gather around her, all the different people that danced already. They start to wave goodbye to them, and they start to fly into the sky. Out of nowhere. Which in the stage production, yeah. as I recall, they just get back into the boat and yeah, sail that, away. And that, wave which farewell. that's what you're waiting for. Yeah. This one is just well, literally like yeah, Poochie had to they, go back to his home planet. <laughs> they wave goodbye. They fly it up. And, and then, this is the... they, and then like goes ha, and then they start to fall, and they die, oh! and that's it. And then Drosselmeyer's like thumbs up to the camera. The end. Freeze <laughs> yep. frame. It, the, they they fall. She wakes up in her bed, and then the stage chomp chomp down and eats her. And then it's the apotheosis time for bows. Everybody bows. Well, then doesn't he wake up then? Or like he? They, they do show back to Drosselmeyer. Oh yeah, the stage closes and he's moment. just no, he's just sleeping next to the. See, that's what I'm suggesting that this is all technically Drosselmeyer's no, story. It's you're thinking you're reading too much into it. Oh, which is fine. Like, yeah. but yeah, from my perspective, if if you guys hadn't been here, that's a totally what I would have just assumed. Yeah. So. No. Um. Yeah, and then the, the the bows happen, and then it's the real end. And they sh for the first part of the apotheosis, they just cut off everybody's feet. It's great. Again? Yeah. Thanks, guys. Just gotta, move the camera. Gotta really get more down of that ceiling. Yeah. The dude fucking worked on Star Wars. You'd think he would know something <laughs> about, like, hey, let's be a little technically proficient here. Yeah, it's, Jesus it's, Christ. it's a nutcracker. I don't have a lot to say about it. It's fine. It's probably one of the better filmed versions. Yeah. Uh, have you seen a lot of filmed versions? I don't even know yeah. how many filmed versions. Well, you've There's probably quite seen a lot of. Most of them are just, just filmed stage research, versions. But... Yeah. I mean, the big is... ones is this the Barishnikov version from 1977 with Gelsey Kirkland. These uh, are, like, commercially available productions. Yeah, the 1993. Three version with Macaulay Culkin. Oh yeah, you. I which I still think is a joke every time you bring it up. <laughs> no, nope, oh my he's god. In there. Yeah, I think those are the big three. But other other companies have put out like San, yeah. uh, San Francisco sure Ballet. I think has put out the Royal Ballet has put out one. Yeah. The Royal Danish Ballet I think has put out one. But yeah, there's a bunch of different versions to pick and choose from. Some are awful. If you watch a Nutcracker and it's bad, say that was bad. Maybe I'll try a different version to see if it's better. It's entirely possible Nutcracker's not just not that great. Yeah, some people think it is. You could just, it's okay not to love the Nutcracker. I like certain seconds. I like Russian if it's done well. Not saying this is inherently bad or anything uh, like, I like that, but... I like snow if it's done well, but... Yeah. But I'm you, just bored to death of it. You were even pointing out that, like, most, like, uh, 
dance companies, what they make most of their money at yeah. Christmas, because it's mostly old people going. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh no, the no, but it's all... the nut... they love the nutcracker. It's a family entertainment, and yeah. a lot of times during the holidays, there's a whole bunch of you, and you can uh, you can sit around staring at each I... other. Just whispering Christmas over and over again. Or you can all go to a play, which is yeah. a group activity where you don't have to talk yeah. and, and, it's and got, watch a spectacle. It's, it's, Harry Potter movies it's are got so a, good at Christmas. It's got a big battle scene for any yeah, boys that are, you gotta be a boy. It's got the pretty things for the girls that people are like, you gotta be a girl. Or it could go the other way. It's sexy nutcrackers, you got children, sexy pigeons. Children dance in it. It's, yeah. it's something for everyone. Well, eye candy for everyone. And I will, I will say that... Um, you know, just take whatever your preference is on the Tchaikovsky and the choreography aside. This production kind of spoiled me for watching that, other yeah, Nutcrackers. No, seriously, this is the, the production design recommend... is so stunning and yeah. so beautiful and thoughtful and pleasant to look at. That, like, if you if I went to a nor like a Normo Nutcracker, it would just be really disappointing. Well, yeah, especially if it's the balance sheet version, because that's the same version from 1954. Well, but even again, setting aside like <laughs> setting aside the choreography, just the production design yeah. is At least so do... remarkable. We were I, we were shit talking about how bad the, the 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 camera work in this thing was, but at least in terms of like showing off the production design and everything like that, yeah, it, it looks okay pretty good. Yeah, just as a film, it looks pretty good. But yeah, the, the, that's the whole that's the whole meat of this thing is it's the production design more than anything else. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Dan, because you don't seem to be too knocked out by the dancing in this. Like, no, it's okay. It's, you, from, you like the, it's from the eighties. It's from the but, early eighties. It's gonna be yeah. all right. But yeah, this isn't bad. Nutcracker's I, not a showcase for amazing dancing. That's interesting that's more because you think that's I, more Don Quixote or La Corsair or uh, Flames of Paris. Jesus. It's it's that kind of stuff. This is more showcasing. this is more spectacle yeah, than is, technical dance. Yeah, this is more tradition and the same choreography every year so you don't have to you don't have to come up with new choreography Shit to every time grandma? well no it's so that your 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 dance shit, your artistic like, director isn't pulling out their hair making the same uh, different thing every yeah, year yeah cuz it's i mean putting together a season of new productions is incredibly expensive and exhausting so yeah. having your big holiday production be something that people like know that they're going to enjoy and enjoy seeing more than once is sun work because yeah as like what this you, was in you this pull was... everything out put a fresh coat of paint on it and they did this for 30 years yeah man fucking nuts so new york city right ballet has been doing balancing's version since the 50s but mm -hmm. i'm just even saying in terms of like production the fact that it's like even with the same sets and everything well and i really for 30 years that's crazy well, like from an adult yeah. perspective i think I think Ken Stoll had a really great idea when he asked Sendak to design this production with oh, him. That because, guy has like because they were both two dudes who were like, you know what, Nutcracker is really fucking boring. Yeah. What if we made it be not boring and like we can only do <laughs> spice this up? As we much can only as we do can. so much yeah. with the core material, and we're not gonna do like boundary pushing ballet for our money making Christmas show. But what we can do yeah, is make it. Tarantino's blended and just make it look like yeah. a jillion bucks and give it an original spin by actually linking it to the Hoffman story, which uh, has really that's interesting. Like, that one of the major off. things, aside from the Sendak stuff, is actually yeah, going back to the original story, the original text too. So, yeah, so yeah. I, I I thought it was really smart of them, and obviously it paid off because it ran for thirty winters. Yeah. Well, it's Nutcracker the movie. I read that. What uh, other uh, metric of success yeah, it, is there? Is it, is your thing so-and-so the movie? No. I mean, Super it made, Mario Brothers the movie? But that proves it made enough of a splash like yeah. in, in the ballet community that somebody was like, well, you yeah, know what? at the premiere, two Disney executives were like, you got to get this thing on film. I'm kind of yeah. surprised Disney's never actually done an animated version of the Nutcracker. 
Maybe it's because it's so dance related. Like, I mean, they use some of it in Fantasia and stuff. But you know what I mean. But like, although you think with the dancing and stuff, like the human form and like, they, maybe they know that it'll be like mod- trying to get od- modern audiences. To Who pay. knows? Maybe they had one in yeah, early concept and it like, never I've made never it heard out. Of even when it, it, yeah, yeah, anyone because you think that would be something at least somebody would approached and you would see concept art for. It, but I've I mean, they did do Sleeping thing. Beauty using the Tchaikovsky ballet score. Yeah, oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah. I know you, I walked with you once upon a dream. I read that Sindak, when he turned it down the first time, he said uh, the reason he said no was because he said, the nutcrackers I've seen have all been dull. You have a simpering little girl, a Christmas party, a tree that gets big. (laughs) Then you have a variety of people who do dances that seem to go on and on ad nauseum. Technically, it's a mess, too. Acts one and two have practically nothing to do with each other. (laughs) What you don't have is a plot, no logic. You have lots of very pretty music, but I don't enjoy it because I am very pandetic, pandetic, logical person. I want to know why things happen. I don't know if he necessarily said why why things happen in this version, but that's know. what I'm gonna say. Because like I would not have <laughs> think that person was really in charge. Well, he wasn't in charge of this. No, but, but like, there there are more like thematic through lines. Design in this version wise, than there's a little to. more context. Like at least yeah, well, that, that's a big thing. Of the Orientalism actually kind of helps with like okay, that's very easy language to, to differentiate the fantasy world from the real world and stuff like that. Even though, oh, everything's kind of um foreshadowed by act one Mm -hmm. so a lot of the elements that end up you know being brought to life in act two you see them in as background elements or as ornaments on the tree or as toys in the toy cabinet so a lot of stuff it's coming out of a dream logic where you can see its origin as opposed to like and now retrospect some girls but as someone this is the first ballet i've ever watched it is still it's also unfair for me to throw stones at this for not being just like movies or anything like that which yeah is, it's no it's still form, ballet like, where story is generally an excuse for dance as opposed s- to the other way around still make modern do they make new ballets yes. yeah could you make one just that like actually people, had a coherent story just like people yeah. write new classical music so bill it's interesting that you said <laughs> they actually call that yeah they haven't com- start, stopped composing things for orchestras yeah. okay it's interesting you said why hasn't disney done a new nutcracker Coming November 2nd, 2018. Whoa. The Nutcracker and the Four Realms by from Disney Films, starring Kira Knightley, Morgan Freeman. I'm Helen assuming Mirren. this is animated, because I can't imagine Morgan Freeman going out there. It looks live action. What? Well, yeah. then again, they could be, like, CGI. I don't huh. know. Kira Knightley's going to play the main lady, I she's guess? She's going to play sugar, the Sugar Plum Fairy, I guess. Huh. Yeah, Can I don't know. Barbara, Pulpa. Okay. Yeah. So you okay. got a Disney Nutcracker coming, I guess. Oh, okay, go say it. I don't know if it'll actually... I mean, just by virtue of fact probably not going to be dancing. There might be some dance, song and dance, That'll but be if they've actually... it's going to probably be more like the live-action Beauty and the Beast or the live-action Cinderella type thing. Hmm. You wonder if they'll go back to the original text at all, if they're just like... I doubt it. Just take the Nutcracker idea and just well, like, okay, we're going to come up with our... Ad- live action adaptation of E.T.A. Hoffman's. I'm sure they'll, hmm. I'm sure they'll use that some material. That can mean a lot of things, but yeah, they'll yeah. like... Well, after we, <laughs> next year, we'll do a podcast about the new Nutcracker. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, there's that. Huh. Does it say who's being directed by or anything like that? I don't know, man. So, stuff, stuff, stuff. I'm sure there's the a... The Nutcracker and the what? The four what? Four, the four realms. realms. Which I would guess would be Snow, the original land, the candy land, and probably some sort of nightmare land. I don't know where the mice are. <laughs> yeah, they get Tim Burton in to direct that part. Uh, huh. Leslie Hailstrom. That doesn't name doesn't sound familiar. My life is a dog. The cider house rules. Okay. Yeah. Good luck with that, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
So how least... was your first second experience with the Nutcracker, Bill? <laughs> at least I might remember this one. That's <laughs> uh, actually yeah, not too bad. I'm glad that both you guys were here to add uh, added context. Because yeah. if I was going to watch this with anybody, you guys are definitely the people to actually watch it with. At any rate, and... if if, uh, if ballet's not your thing, uh, get a, find a copy of the book because it really is beautiful illustration. And if illustration's not your thing, check out the ballet because it's a different interpretation. Yeah, just of look the up Hoffman material. and Sendak on Amazon. You should be able to find a copy of the yeah. book because I see. Yeah, I think it's still in print. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, well, I, I I I bought this for fifteen bucks on iTunes. It'll probably even be cheaper as we get closer to Christmas and stuff. So if you ever want to rent yeah. it or just buy it out, right? It's but yeah, on just there. from a production design perspective it's really yeah nutcracker the movie technically is what this well the motion picture are you serious yeah really yeah that pretentious can just i guess nutcracker that's what it's called (laughs) nutcracker the movie correcting you explosion i'm correcting you because that's what it's called it's called nutcracker the motion picture picture. bill a lot of things are called the The now a major motion picture star wars the motion picture (laughs) exactly yeah yeah oh god up yeah. on the rooftop. Ernest the scared mad- stupid. The motion picture. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I can. Anyway, yeah. Thank you guys so much for coming on sure the podcast. Thing, yeah. Um, yeah. So Dylan, do you have anything else to say about who you are, where you're from, where should people check out your stuff? Uh, no, I'm Dylan McConus. You can find me at dylanmaconus.com. I'm also D McConus on Twitter. I'm, yeah. pr- I'm pretty easy to find. Uh, that's Dylan with a Y. D- D-Y-L-A-N. Mm-hmm. The way God intended. Yeah, and she's all very smart. She knows a lot of things. I have a lot of useless knowledge. Yeah, which that's where we're friends, because you could just piddle at me why, why, well, I pretend to be stupid. And the great thing is, you can tell him some useless knowledge, and then the next that's day, the tell him it again, and it'll be like the first time that he the, has forgotten the useless knowledge. I am you the told best him. worst secret keeper. That is the basis of our friendship. Is <laughs> the that, worst thing is, is that I can to... rattle off historical facts at Bill, and he'll be like, "Huh," and, and we'll, neither of us will remember that we did <laughs> exactly. the same conversation three years ago. Excellent. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Hmm, hmm. I try. Yeah. Hey, Bill. What's next week? Next week. Yeah. What Do you, you remember what, what next watching? week is, Bill? I know what next week is. We're going to be talking about something that for once is not old, but brand, 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 brand fucking new. Yeah. Is it Star Wars? Some Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, it was a tradition on Boy Howdy that you would have your yeah, Star Wars podcast. Yeah, we're taking a little bit of a Christmas break. Yeah, we're going to have a special but episode. Bill going to talk about it. Which did. Now. Daniel, do you want to? Well, I don't know if you'll have pew. seen the movie then, but like. I probably won't have seen the movie. Pew. Okay. Because I do have still have empty tickets left yeah. for the opening night, but we'll talk about that later. Pew, That's pew. Off podcast. Pew, but yeah, uh, hopefully the plan is right now to have uh, Portland Piecast royalty Bobby Roberts yeah. on the show, along with uh, Mike Russell. Uh, both of them were part of, I can't remember, what was the... Court and Fat Boys? Court and Fat Boys. Or welcome yeah. to that whole thing. Welcome to that whole thing. A whole bunch yeah. of different yeah. uh, entertainment projects and stuff like that. So hopefully, yeah, the plan is uh, next week and we'll record an episode uh, right after Star Wars comes out and we'll be talking about Star Wars and then we'll come back. Are we going to do one last Christmas thing? I don't know. I can't remember. We'll I don't even know what the schedule is. I think yeah. there is We one. haven't even one talked about it that December, much. But we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. So you're all you're sacrificing one of your weeks for our Star Wars That's talk. fine. Oh, okay. That's fine for me. Oh, that means I get to all... choose one more Christmas thing before the end of the month. If you want. Whatever. Which actually, I think I know what it is. It's going to be something very slight. It should be. Is it going to be Emmett Otter? Oh, no, we just did that last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I actually did tweet about that, too. Uh-huh. Today. I'm thinking uh-huh. about maybe doing uh, uh, some Holidays of Future Past. Oh, that's right. Simpsons. It's the yeah. It's it's one of the few like newer by newer. I mean, it came out like ten years ago, but newer episodes of The Simpsons that people seem to agree is actually pretty good. Yeah. So as to show exactly what happened to the family in the far future and stuff like that. So for good things. 
I think that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. We'll okay. see. We'll but see. between now and then, we're gonna talk about the the Last Jedi. Yeah. Supposed to be pretty good. Star Wars premiere came out last night, and everyone's like going. Which, grant, it's not hard to find. I had people a friend flip. who got to go to the world premiere, and he was very oh, excited. Oh, really? Yeah. Aww, that's yeah. super cool. Okay, that's neither here nor there. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yeah, on this, thanks uh, for joining podcast. us, Dylan. Yeah, thank you. It was nice to have somebody else to tell to Bill to shut Bill. up. Yeah. Is this your first episode on here? <laughs> I'm not even going to answer that. Wait, did we? Did we, did we just talk about this? You That's know, even worse if we just talked about this and I already I just, forgot. I can't believe you. Uh, well, I can believe that you wouldn't know who's been on this and who hasn't. No, because we've had, we've had a couple we've guests. We've had one person who's been on this besides... That was Phil? Yes. Yeah. We've never had anybody else. Oh, okay. <laughs> that really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we've been doing this for two years. You think we've had more guests? You... We are unpopular. <laughs> <laughs> Which means even more, Dylan, that you came to set and we'll t- talk about this. I've got a lot of obscure things I could recommend to you guys. Hey, yeah, I wouldn't take yeah. you up on that. We're kind of running, we're not running out of stuff, but we've hit a lot of the major things. I'm an we only child raised by weirdos, so yeah. I've mm. taken in a lot of media that nobody's heard of. You want to talk about Bogart? Oh, God. I still got a lot of Bogart missing gaps in my oh boy. bullshit, so. I know it all. You're bullshit. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's nice to have somebody smart on here for a change. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're smart. You're just. Silly. I know small. I know things. I know to talk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So until next time, you can fill all your holes with pop culture. Goodbye, everybody. Take care, guys.